from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, too fog or not too fog? Why does Metroid crawl? I find horror at the bottom of the sea. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 294. We are six episodes away from our 300th episode, so if you want to tell us something, record yourself talking about our show and send it to us before we do episode 300, and we will play your... You will be on the show instead of us. We'll have we'll have friends and fans on there talking about stuff. So send it to NintendoMainPodcast at gmail.com. Say that I'll write we'll off the top. We'll be on there, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll react to it. We won't, we won't hear anything before that, so... But, it'll, but hopefully it'll be more focused on... What, what people say about us and all that, and it'll be fun. So send that to our email, nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you like the show and want to hear more, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nintendomainpodcast. Put it on here at the beginning before everybody tunes off after the first hour or whatever they do. But uh, <laughs> Nintendo Main Podcast is your place for to hear Nintendo fans talk about games they already owned but get to own again, sort of, on the Switch which is what we're talking about this week. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey C-Down, not D-Pad Down, Johnson. I am Jeremy of Dissonance, Mikowski. John, no regrets, Knitter. No regrets. None of us have regrets this week. So as no I, regrets. As I said before, you know, the big, uh, the big release is uh, the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, Pass, whatever they call it. I've seen people call it both things, actually expansion pack or expansion pack i don't know which one it is but we all got that so we'll go into detail on that later but let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about things we bought and things we've been playing that aren't the main thing so one one main game i wanted to talk about that wasn't the nintendo switch online thing is this uh this little rpg that i bought called uh dungeon encounters I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's done by... It was made by one of the guys who made the original good Final Fantasies, specifically Final Fantasy IV on Super Nintendo. And it's a very it's very dumbed-down RPG, but it's the simplicity of it, I think, is what makes it great. It's basically... It's like a, it's like a paper map with just, like, squares on it. And you just walk on these squares in this map. And you run into and you, you know you run into people to fight in the map, and it's just basically pictures of your character and pictures of the monsters that you're fighting, and you're fighting back and forth, and it's just basically taking taking the RPG down to its most simplest form, and it's just all about the battle system, and it has like an ATB battle system where there's like a you know like the Final Fantasies where there's a, there's a line that fills up, and once it gets to the end, then you get to do your attack, but it's based around you basically have to lower the physical da- the physical uh, defense or the magical defense before you can actually attack the character so you have to kind of wear them down in that way Debuffing. and uh yeah yeah you have to kind of well not necessarily the def- but but you have to destroy their defenses before you can actually damage them 
and it's a it, it's weirdly addictive like it feels really it's really calming and i just like it kind of reminds me of etrian odyssey even like you know with the whole like mapping and stuff like that but you don't have to draw your own maps and it doesn't draw the map for you but i don't know i was fascinated by this by this game when i first heard about it and i ended up buying it it's it's 29.99 and it's I don't know, for anybody who likes RPGs and just wants to play like a weird RPG that's different than all the other ones, I think uh, you should check it out. I just like the, I don't know, the simplicity of it's really calming. And it's basically like, you know, it's dungeon, so like you're, you're on a map and you're going like down, 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 there's like hundreds and hundreds of maps and you, you know, you go and you fill out, if you fill out all the squares of every map, you get extra like ability points and stuff like that. And you just go down and down and down. And I think I've made it through like 10 levels so far. I think I'm on like sub level 10 or something like that. And it gets harder as you go. And supposedly the battle system gets a lot more complicated, but I'm still like in the, at the beginning where everything's kind of the same. Are there bosses? Probably. I don't know. I haven't seen any yet. I've just been playing, but the monsters change as you, as you go deeper into the depths of the mazes and all that. And I got an ability that will show me where all the monsters are, which is really cool. So they're, so they're not really random. It shows them as a number on the, on the map. So when you go to it, you know, that's a monster. So you could avoid it if you're almost dead or whatever. But whenever you switch, whenever you go down or up the stairs, you, you know, all the monsters come back. So if like you go, if you're, if you go down and you're like almost dead and you want to go back to like a save or it it auto saves, but if you want to go back to like healing point or something to revive yourself, you might have to fight through some monsters on the way there. But it's, it's just super simplified RPG battle system. And it's, I think it's cool. I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's, you know, the things I love about RPGs are like the big sprawling, like overworlds and the music and. And the music's pretty good on this. But Battle Systems is also another thing that I really, really like. And this one is very, I don't know, it's its a—it's uh, cool. its It's been something that's kind of like been just occupying my mind aside from the Nintendo 64 stuff I've been thinking about Dungeon Encounters. So check it out for anybody who wants to, who's into those interesting different rpgs which i always am so i'm like oh a, a super simple rpg why not i don't know it kind of spoils me for other games like i was trying to play the demo of uh super robot wars the 30th anniversary one and it has this really really long intro that, that doesn't make any sense because i don't know all the characters and i'm just like get to it already but dungeon encounters there's just like one paragraph and that's it there's like one paragraph that says oh yeah these guys from this town they end up in this dungeon do you want to play or do you not want to play? That's basically what it is. And and you can go to no, which is return, and it'll take you back to the title screen, which I think is funny. So it's like if you don't want to play, you don't you, you know you don't play. But it's but it's like no story whatsoever. You you know you can look at a list of characters, you can build your party, and I guess you get more party members later as you go through it. But it's so simple, and it's nice to have an RPG that has no like half hour intro, hour long intro or whatever. It's just straight into fight, straight in straight into the battle system. So. I like that. So that was, that was a big one. That was a big one for me, aside from... There's, like, some other small stuff. I beat Tori 2, which is incredibly small. That's that 99-cent game that I got a couple weeks ago. It's a 3D platformer. It, it was fun. There's only, like, a, I don't know. There's, like, maybe, like, 11 levels in there. So it didn't take me that long. But I, I played it while I was editing. And there's a big boss at the end. And it was worth it was worth the 99 cents. It's cute. The, the levels look cool. They're all, like, low-poly, stuff like that. You kind of just run around and, you know, you run around and collect stars... Which and then and you dodge characters and whenever you you know if you die you have to go back to the beginning there's like checkpoints and stuff you go back to the beginning of the checkpoint or whatever but it was a cool thing to do while I was editing I bought I know we all bought a bunch of stuff this week so <laughs> that'll be I well, guess yeah. where, where we can talk week. about it now so I started uh I started off the week actually this this is stuff I bought last week but it's coming out this week this is not yet. So last week I preloaded Mario Party Superstars. I think that's what the name is. I preloaded mm-hmm. Mario Party Superstars, which comes out on Friday. So 
I spent so I paid for that last week, last Friday, because I wanted to load early. And there's also this uh, this Pixel Doom style shooter called Dusk that's coming out tomorrow. It actually might be out now. I don't know. I didn't look. It's and it's supposed to be really really good. Like it got reviewed really really well from what I've heard. And plus they like went crazy on the optimization and all that stuff. There's you can you can go crazy with the you can like make the make the like viewpoint brighter. You could like change whether your gun moves or not, or you can. You can like tweak it like down to like the like the you know the colors and stuff and the palettes or whatever that it uses. It's it's crazy detail, but it's supposed to be really good. And you know I love those old school shooters, so that's another old school shooter in there. And I was watching a review of it earlier today, and uh, they have they have these like endless modes in there where you basically go to a level and they just throw like all the creatures at you one after another, and you try to see how long you can survive. And one of them is called, like, Mamma Mia's Castle or something like that. It's basically Peach's Castle from Mario 64. It's, like, the same thing, except it's all, like, run down and destroyed and bloody. And But it's, but it's the, but I watched, like, a oh. comparison video. It's the exact same map. So, like, so there's the, there's the field outside. There's the drawbridge. There's the moat, you know, like, all that's there. And then you go across the bridge, and then you can go inside the, the castle and then there's like the stairs and the, and the and the and the rooms on the side and all that. So it's designed exactly the same as Peach's Castle from Mario 64, except for you know they throw these monsters at you that you have to fight and survive. So I thought that was pretty cool that they that they added that on there. So I can't wait to play it. Oh yeah, and uh, since I preloaded it, I got a uh, I got a bonus. I got a I got a um, D make a dusk. It's called Nus- Dusk 1982, and it's basically like a top-down shooter game that looks like an Atari game that I got for oh, free cool. for buying the game. So I got a bonus pre-order game, which you can play now, which you can play early. And it, yeah, it was just like, oh well, I didn't expect that. And then yeah, it's called Dusk 1982. It's it's not very fun because it feels like because it plays like an Atari game, but it was just kind of a funny thing that was added on there. And the game's only twelve dollars. I got it for eleven ninety nine. So it's totally wasn't really breaking the bank on that. But that was one I knew I wanted because I'd seen the videos of it, and it looks really looks really cool. I mean, there's a lot of like pixelated priests you can shoot that show that shoot fire at you. I'm on board for that. Lots of giant monsters, whatever. Cool looking. Whenever you whenever you shoot the shotgun, you like flip it. You like spin it around to reload it, like kind of like uh, Terminator did in Terminator 2. So that's cool. I'm, cool. In, I'm into that. Nice little touch. Yeah, lots lots of lots of fun weapons and stuff like that. And and it looks and it looks great. It looks fun and crazy and all that stuff. So and oh yeah, and some other stuff. I guess we can we can all talk about this. But the Nintendo 64 controllers came back. They uh, I remember. Briefly. Well, yeah, as most things. But a little bit longer. I mean, I was able to. I was able to get one. But uh, yeah, me too. A little bit longer than than normal for Nintendo stuff. But not longer enough that I can actually get something. But I remember John sent me a link that said like Nintendo sixty four controllers will come back again at the end of October. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's, it's end of October right now. Like, what do they and mean? Was, um, <laughs> you know, like two days was on from Monday. Now. Yeah, and then on Tuesday is when they actually went live. And I set a reminder on my um, I have a, have a to do list uh, app. And it can pop up things throughout the day to check uh, check the N64 controllers is what I put in there. And so I did that every day for a couple of days in a row. And then Tuesday was the day they were live. And I just like, it was a moment of disbelief. Oh, there it is. Live. I can buy one right now. So I posted it on our Slack and now we all have one coming anyway. I think. Yeah, I'm glad you guys were able to, to score one. Me too. You text me at like at like ten thirty in the morning. Oh, I did. And I, I sent and you I, a Slack. I sent you a Slack and a text, and yeah. I added you in the Slack to make sure that you would know it. <laughs> and and I woke up to it. That's awesome. I woke up to it, but you know my phone's never on. I never have my I never have my sounds on on my phone. It's always on silent because phones annoy the crap out of me. But uh, but I happened to be awake at that time, and I saw. And whenever I wake up, I check and see what my messages are or whatever, you know. 
And uh, and I looked and I was like, oh shit! And then I it was only a couple minutes after you sent that, so I was like, oh maybe I can get it. So I had to go through all the like rigmarole of like trying to get into my Nintendo online profile, which I don't remember what I changed the password to because I had to change it before or whatever. But I finally mm-hmm. got in there, and there it was, and I pre-ordered it, and they charged me for it already. So hooray, oh hooray! I have a, I'll actually get to have a Nintendo sixty four controller, and I well I I have. I have like ten of them, but uh, one that, <laughs> a wireless one that works on uh, that works on Nintendo Switch. But uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about it, and we'll get into it more later. But because the controls on the Nintendo 64 Nintendo Switch Online is real screwy, so I kind of it makes me want to play it like the original way with with the NX64 controller. Because yeah, it's it's fucking bizarre. Like what the the choice, and they don't let you you can't change it. I guess unless you. Unless you have a controller like the 8-Bit Doe Pro where you can change it through an app or if you or you can go into the system, the switch system and change the buttons around and stuff like that. But I just didn't want to do that. Like they, I'm surprised I don't understand like we gave them thirty extra dollars and we still can't change the buttons in the game, like in this in the like app. Like what the fuck, guys? Like especially when you're gonna give us this weird ass setup that we're like X and Y or like down and C left for reasons i don't know <laughs> they're just like random c c directions on the on the y and x it's like okay this is weird and instead of like being l and r for like uh r and z it's like z l and r it's like it, it just kept confusing me especially it doesn't for Star- make sense especially for Star Fox. like it could never like when you have to like write when you have to remember how to barrel roll like right then and you forget which button it is and you like fuck it up and you get hit and yeah, same with like Mario Kart. Like I'd forget how to jump or use the item or whatever, and it's like I'm like this. I I feel like it kind of almost. I guess maybe they since they're not making you change the buttons, they're demanding that you get this fifty dollar controller <laughs> that they have. But yeah, it kind of seems that yeah. way. But they 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 were there. They sold out again. But thankfully, John and I were able to secure them. So did, and you haven't gotten yours yet, have you, Jeremy? I have not, but supposedly I'm getting it tomorrow. Okay, because because uh, I've seen pictures all over the internet that a lot of people got theirs today. So I was like, oh, maybe maybe you would have got yours. You know, because I saw it on like uh, various Facebook groups. I saw it on Twitter, and like not people that review it. Like I saw people like you know that we know that Normal are just people. that are just people that ordered one and that have it. It's kind of weird. Like uh, the Sega ones being, even though I ordered them the same day, just like not that far apart. The Sega ones getting shipped through like FedEx, but the other the sixty four ones going through I think UPS. So like there's different tracking numbers and stuff I have to follow to figure out. They had to go back to the 16-bit world. They couldn't use the same company even. They're trying to emulate that. It was kind of convoluted because like it's really hard to get into your like to figure out your orders on the Nintendo website. Like once you put in a, an order, like so the, the Sega controllers for John, and I was trying to change the delivery address for that, which I guess they had already shipped it by the time I could have called them so it didn't really matter so that that supposedly is going to be here whenever i just don't have a tracking number for that one like well i have a tracking number but it just says it left washington two days ago that's all i know oh but the nintendo 64 one actually has like oh it showed up in chicago and then it showed up in urbana yesterday but like after the mail delivery but for some reason didn't get delivered today i'm not sure why so i should have it today or tomorrow rather yeah yeah you'll have you'll have it soon uh, as far as like uh, being quick about ordering stuff, this is kind of a non-story because it didn't work for me. But while I was sitting at work today, I was just kind of waiting for you know for stuff to happen on set, and I you know I popped on Twitter and like cheap ass gamer was like, hey, you can buy the Metroid Dread amiibo right now, and I'm like, ah, 
and I went on there and it was available, but I couldn't get into my Amazon account quick enough and it was gone in like two seconds. It was so like, really, it disappeared. Like I had it and then it, I didn't have it. Like speaking of how uh, there was a little bit more time for the controller because that Dread Amiibo was just gone. I'll, if I if I see it and I'm able to get it, I'll get it for you. Yeah, like if, you if I if I'm on if when I see Wario post it because I've seen him post it a few times, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't try. I might have been too late even in those cases. It, it's weird because like I click on the app, I, I click it, but it doesn't take me into the Amazon app. So it, I have to like you know I have to like sign in to like order it, and in the time of me trying to do that, it it disappeared. Like it went out of stock. So that sucks. But what didn't go out of stock is the Legend of Zelda Game and Watch. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that just went up for pre order today. Today. And after I was thinking about, you know, all that I was spending on the controller and the expansion pack and all that stuff, I was like the other the third piece of that puzzle, the next expense was gonna be the Legend of Zelda Game and Watch. So it was just on my mind. I thought I'm gonna see if anybody has it up for pre order. Lo and behold, GameStop has it up for pre-order. I don't know if that just came up today or what, but I found it earlier today and I threw it in the Slack again, and now we all have it pre-ordered. That, that's why I kind of feel like if there's something fishy about it, like we're just we're not going to get it just because it was so easy I to pre-order. I do too because I didn't see... Yeah, none of us have been charged yet. I hate to yeah. be a Wario 64 simp, but like I literally I didn't see him tweet about it at yeah. all. Well, you know, I mean, GameStop has been known for fucking up orders many a times in the past. So yeah, or delaying it, right? Yeah, delaying least. it or completely canceling orders. Like we've heard, you know, this was like years ago. I heard people saying that even before the pandemic and all that. So I don't know. But what I think about why it hasn't charged us, I think it just might not charge us until it ships it. Yeah. So that's next week. But I was like, I was like, that's too easy. I was like, that's way too easy. There's got to be some sort of thing to it aside from this that's gonna fuck it up you know but we'll see we'll let you know in a couple weeks you know if uh if it happens or not but yeah it was just kind of like oh all right there it is we'll just it's available so might as well go for it and uh what was it the other thing i can i can uh, pogo off of uh jeremy's thing but um nintendo switch online did not release and they they took their they took their sweet ass time to uh, release then the expansion pack which is incredibly annoying uh, we thought, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I always, you know, we've talked about this before, I always want everything to release at midnight or 11 or whatever, you know, or like yeah. 2 or a 2 a.m. Sometimes they do like the Pacific midnight where it's 2 a.m. That's fine. I still stay up that late if I can, you know, and I did stay up and I was just playing, uh, I was playing Hot Wheels Unleashed, just waiting for Nintendo Switch Online to happen. And the downside of that is I found out today that you can't, that I was unable to play Hot Wheels Unleashed without an internet connection. So that's kind of weird. Kind of that is weird. Kind of defeats the purpose of uh, the switch. So it's leashed. It's leashed. Yeah. Well, I was trying to I was it trying to start leashed. the game and it kept trying to connect to the internet and I couldn't get to the main menu because it kept trying to connect to the internet and it kept like taking me to the kept taking me to the internet options and it was like you know sign in and I'm like well but I don't have signal so I'm like can you not play it if you don't have the internet because that kind of sucks but it, it's still fun I got to like the later harder levels where there's less guardrails and there's fans now that like blow you off of the track which is really annoying. And there's also a lot of stuff where you jump off the track and race on other things. Like there's a part where I like raced on a sofa. That was pretty cool. But they do that cool. where you jump off the track and you race on the ground and sofas. And there's like little events and stuff where you kind of race through like uh, air conditioners and stuff like that. So it's a fun, it's a fun game. I've still been unlocking cars and stuff like that. But it was it was a nice game to just kind of relax relax and play while i was waiting for the super the nintendo switch online to happen which it didn't ended up not happening until what like 8 30 that that day on the 25th yeah. it's like 8 30 i was at work 
So it was yeah, like, it's like, take your sweet ass time. Cause I, I didn't play it until we did our online multiplayer thing around like 11 o'clock. So I didn't play it when it came out. I just like, you know, just got into the system and like downloaded the stuff and, and bought that as well. So that's another thing. And was, was all of you guys at the same price for that? Mine ended up being like $32 with tax. Yeah. Mine was, yeah, something like 32 because I think we all got our subscriptions at the same time initially. Well, I don't know yeah, why bro, they we all got it the first day. I'm sure. I, I was like, I don't know why it would be different though, because you're still like buying a year, right? Like you're still paying for a year. It's not like it's just going on top of your twenty dollars that you already paid. But that's mm-hmm. but the price just shouldn't change because this thirty dollars, like you didn't already pay any of that before, you know. So it's still should, still should be thirty dollars no matter what time you started from. Because I think it's going to probably start your premium subscription at the time of. When your regular subscription started so your right. renewal date will still be the same date as when you started your regular when your normal one would have so so mine, for me it's bill. like so for me it's like early september of next year i'll have to pay 50 bucks again if i want to keep the 64 games that's how i understand it yep. yeah i just I, from what i can tell everybody get charged 30 dollars though like I, I don't understand why it would be different you know even though you play you know depending on your 20 dollars. i think it could be 30 dollars max and it did well 50 dollars max but yeah yeah so I got that, and we'll talk about that later in more detail. But what did you get, Jeremy? Well, you were mentioning uh, trying to get that one amiibo. I think you get. I think you did get this amiibo. My friend Jim got this for me like a couple months ago, and he told me about it. And he doesn't. He worked with me, but he hasn't worked at. He like left a couple months ago, so he came in the other day and dropped it off. But I got the oh, Skyward yeah. Sword oh, amiibo. Oh, the Loftwing. Loft yeah, yeah, I got yeah, that I got one. The Loftwing. Yep. I ordered it. It was one of those things where I got it through Twitter where somebody posted it and I ordered it from Best Buy. But I've seen them everywhere now. Like every Target has that. Every Target that I go to has a Loftwing. Mm. So it's become it's become more like easy to get, which I was hoping that the Metroid Dread Amiibo that would happen with that one too, but I haven't really obviously haven't seen it anywhere. I wonder if they made fewer of the Metroid ones because Metroid is not Zelda. It could be. Well they make less of these <laughs> like when the multi packs like are generally not they're for whatever reason the it. Animal Crossing ones though seem like there's nobody nobody wanted them. <laughs> I don't know. It's because of who was in it. It's like I want KK Slider, but I don't really care about Reese and Witherspoon or whatever they want. Lyle like. or Reese and Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't one of them come with Lyle or something like that? Like the guy with the sweater? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just I just think about the uh, the Isabel because I got like the Isabel and maybe those uh, Lyle came with that one, but the one that came with the Amiibo Festival because I have those ones. Just because I you know found mm-hmm. it at Target for really cheap. Or I might have done one of those like buy two get one free things for Amiibo Festival. It's cool though. I mean, it's my first Zelda Amiibo. I don't have a Zelda like well, I have Link, but I don't have Zelda. That's what I mean to say. So that's kind of cool. And it's one of the I don't know one of my favorite Zeldas. She has bangs. It's true. Yep. What else did I get? I bought uh, Family Feud. Shauna and I have been watching a lot of game shows for basically the entire time we've been hanging out, but especially since, you know, the pandemic stuff where we're just inside a lot. And we got into Family Feud a couple months ago. And so it was finally just like, why don't we just buy a Family Feud video game? I was like, I don't know. Never thought about that. We could just buy it. So we bought it on the Switch and it luckily it was on sale for 15 so it just seemed like right to buy it. So we played it and it, it's just like Family Feud. It's pretty fun. The host is some weird made up guy. I can't remember what his name it's is. Not a, yeah, I was going to say it's not like Steve Harvey or whoever's. No, it's some weird. Oh, yeah. Lucky. His name's Lucky something. Lucky McLucky. But he's like, I don't know. It's really funny because his like little pauses between like his pre-programmed things he says are really robotic. So it's almost like an 
kind of like a Max Headroom kind of sort of like without the like stuttering, but kind of his delivery is very robotic and it's kind of funny. But I mean, otherwise, it's family feud. Like it works exactly the same way. And I guess the big difference is at the end, you would have two people answer the same five questions, but one person leaves the room so they don't see what the other person said already. That way, I think the reason being so they don't already know the questions ahead of time. They can't like think about it. But uh, in this version, since you can't really tell someone to leave the room, you just close your eyes and not look at the. No, screen. you just you just both you just both put it in a succession and then it reveals it at the same time. Because Jeopardy Jeopardy would always have weird ways of doing that, where it's like close your eyes and don't look. Or mm-hmm. I think the Switch Jeopardy version, you just do it at the same time and they just ask you to not look at the other corners of the screen or whatever. But the way the way you were talking about the robotic delivery from the host, it reminds me of. Uh, you remember Jeopardy on Nintendo sixty four, right? Do you remember that mm-hmm. game? Because it had like cutscenes of of Alex Trebek, but it, they were like really small ones. But it would just the animation of it was really weird. Like it would kind of like it would like say a thing, and then it would like show your character, but your character doesn't move, and it's just like and they just have these mm-hmm. really weird like pictures that don't look great because they're low resolution. It's like it just reminds me of that because it just looks hilarious. Alex and still it's, had and his mustache. So, it was great. It's so awkward, and yeah, it's like and it's just like. The way it cuts from one thing to another just doesn't work well. It just feels like, and that game was hard too. Like I feel like that had some of the hardest questions of any of them. But but it's just like, yeah, it just seemed like it moved kind of slow. And there were like some there was voiceover through it, and there was some cut, and there was some like FMV, which was a big deal for 64 at the time. But it just weird. It was just weird. It seemed very robotic, even though it actually had like videos. Well, this one's kind of like so. We've only really played against the computer. We haven't gone online yet. You can go online. And it lets you create your characters, so you can create like up to a whole family, but then you would have AI people on your team, which you probably don't want. So we've just been playing as just the two of us, but we made our own like custom characters, and we're the Milkowski family, because that's like our names combined. And um, it's pretty funny, because you can only play against one team like per difficulty level. like So it's the same family you're playing constantly. And uh, that's kind of weird. I think I, I thought of, there, it couldn't be hard to just randomly generate like different families you know that you could play but so, so for whatever reason we just keep playing the lee family over and over again. i was gonna say so, so you got it out for the patterson's or for the wh- yeah. whoever whoever you keep getting put up against god damn it that's a serious it. feud god damn it you smiths right i think it all goes back because we watched like an old we watched the first episode of family feud recently like on uh, youtube and the, the host is super creepy that's kind of well known at this point. But um, so aside from that, one thing we noticed very early on is like it actually shows the families like posed like in some like old timey way when they introduce them, which they don't do anymore. They're just like standing at the podium already. But back in the day, it was like the family would be like posed in some like like something that you might picture as like a, a photo or a portrait. But they're like, I don't know. And, and, and then I suddenly I was like, oh, this is supposed to be like Hatfields versus the McCoys. That's what they're referencing. Like. The actual like families like feuding, like the actual like historical family feuds, and and it has like banjo music and stuff like in the original version and stuff. So it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like the origin of family feud was like, I don't know, just a little aside. Historical. Here. This doesn't have all that. <laughs> it's just it's just family feud. Um, but it's fun. You know, fifteen bucks. I thought I think it was worth it. And uh, if anybody ever gets it and wants to play, let me know. Maybe we could do a two two family team or two family game. Is it from uh, the same people who did the uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune? I think games? so. I think so. I don't even know. I don't remember the name of the the company. We just kind of bought it, booted up, and just started playing it. And it feels like Family Feud. You actually do enter like type in the responses, but then it auto completes it with. Oh yeah, there's you know, um... all, the, all the things that are probably actually choices. 
on the on the Jeopardy one, that's like your difficulty level. So if you want to play it on easy, it'll like fill in the words when you start typing them in. But if you want to play it on hard, it won't. It won't give you any oh, sort of hints. Well, so you we have so, on hard, so, so you have possibly. to completely so you have to completely know the answer spelled correctly and all that, and it won't help you out. Because that's how we started playing it by accident. Like, because I was like, "Wow, this is really hard." And then we realized that if we put it on easy mode, then it would like give you options from like whatever you're typing in. So like, okay, so that's how that one works. And we actually the Jeopardy one, we completely, we pretty much beat it. Like we we unlocked everything. Like there's no categories left to get. We've unlocked like every question that's on there. So we played a lot of it. The other thing about Family Feud is it's not. I mean, I'm sure it'll be the same way where we'll learn stuff and see repeats and all that but uh it's not it really is much of a like i mean it there is some like i don't know it's like i'm trying to figure out how to feud to like phrase it it's not like a, a thinking man's game <laughs> you're just it's not it's tri- just it's not like trivia. you're trying you're trying to tap into what like the like whole consciousness of these hundred random people would be you know what i mean like you're kind of trying to find the most human response to these questions and that's what's kind of like really fun about it because the, the game actually does kind of like you gotta take a risk like it was like what is you know the number one thing family members say that they're worried they'll get stolen by another family member and spouses was one of them you know like and we're like i don't know if the game's gonna say spouses but yeah that was like number three so i don't know it just it, it goes to the same spots the tv does which makes me think they probably did actually use like an actual group of people to make these questions i hope but anyway enough about family feud i played all the way through zero mission this week i beat it nice i uh I, that's what i was going to kind of jump off of yours uh, i've been playing zero mission as well but not as much as you have i guess i got to crate and i and i bought i beat crate in about 10 seconds so it felt weird compared to like all the times that i had to fight crate on dread i got to him on zero mission and i was like i just fought him like i would on super Met- on super metroid and it's just like he's like dead in no time i'm like wow that was so quick like it, i'm not even exaggerating i think it was 10 seconds and i was like well that was that was that <laughs> you know and it, and it very similar done. thing happened with me and um ridley because i actually took me a couple tries to beat Craid, but uh ridley i beat my first try i literally just stood in one place and just kept firing my missile straight up and i won like i didn't have to do it was so weird i was just like wait hold on what but he was he was dead um so oh so you so you like beat it beat it so you finally got to see zero zero suit samus's original debut right. and you got to see that's that. why i said that's why i said why does metroid crawl because that was a reference to because you do crawl. Why can't metroid crawl yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally do crawl through like ducks and stuff and it's just this weird like little i love that I part mean, i love that part of the game of, it's kind of stealth but it, not really it it's, is yeah. there's a point where you can't be stealthy anymore very early on you, you kind of it's like a metroid gear solid or something is what it becomes very at the end very there. very briefly very briefly Within, like, I'd say within 20% of getting through that section, like, you really can't avoid the pirates. Like, they're going to see you. They're set up to where you have to pass by them. But it's still cool. I mean, I... I love that part. Like, I just... It was just so cool that I just... Just because I wasn't really expecting it. Like, nobody was, you know? And it's like, oh, hey, why don't you... Why don't you just lose all of your abilities at the end here? I kind of wish I hadn't... The other night, I I looked up a review of it, and uh, it had mentioned that end part, and I was like, oh, damn it. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I guess that was their way of making it more like fusion because the game's so short if you don't add a little bit more to it. And I mean, I was like a little over, f- I think it was less than five hours. I don't even think I hit five hours. So, um, and that's me playing like super slow way like I play. I mean, this game went by really quick. 
but it looks really good. I mean, it looks fantastic on an HD TV, way better than like Harmony of Dist- Dissonance, for instance. Instance, which I also <laughs> yeah. played all the way through and beat this week. But yeah, so that's my whole spiel at the beginning of the show. Like, I beat Aria Sar or I, sorry, I beat Harmony of Dissonance this week and started Aria Sorrow, and I also beat Metroid Zero Mission. So I'm just like on like this Metroidvania, literally a Metroidvania kick, and uh, it's good. I like it. I'm really enjoying playing these games. So yeah, I'm gonna do Aria of Sorrow next and um, try to get a bunch of souls and like optimize my character because that's the fun part of that game. Like. There's so much customization with all the different souls and equipment and stuff. I, I know, I know you already have. Uh, I know you have Aria of Sorrow for the Switch, but you could also play it on the Wii U with the I with could. the best controller ever, as you have in your notes here. I do have it on my notes that the Wii U Pro controller is, in my current opinion, the best controller. I I love I loved the Wii U Pro controller at the time when it came out. I was actually that was why I was so like anti Switch Pro controller because I was mad. <laughs> that I had that that I had to get a different controller and I didn't like the way they I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like the whole like asymmetrical like flipped sticks and all that. I didn't, and I still I still hate that pro controller actually. To tell you the truth, I think the buttons are too squishy. They remind me of like like Sega Genesis, but not not in a good way. And I and that I miss tra- it and, because and, and, it can and, turn and the, the system on. And the D-pad is trash. But I mean, I just I just hit the sleep button. I just walk by because I have I have my uh, I have it pro I have it like set on the switch to where to control the TV also. So I just go and touch the top of the switch and it turns my TV on. And then I just hit start on the controller and that's that. That's how I turn on my yeah. switch. Well, that's one thing I really miss about the pro controller and especially the one on the the Wii U because. Once I like got that pro controller, I remember I was like, oh, I don't have to use that pad anymore unless they make me. Because I mean, the pad's great for what it is, but you know, that's the portable mode on the Switch. Like, I just don't do that. Oh, it's also just local portable. But, <laughs> but um, once you have the pro controller, I just I literally have the the Wii U gamepad just in a cabinet. Like, it's still hooked up and it's still powering on when I turn on the system. But, um, I quickly turn it off, you know, or I go to like TV only. And um, yeah, it's just great to just sit on the couch and be like, switch between, I get done with the Switch and I can I can at least put that to sleep and then start playing Wii U. So yeah, the Wii U's got the best controller ever. Like I dug the Wii U Pro Controller out of my stuff that I had packed away last week. It still had a charge and I played all the way through Dread, or not Dread, all the way through Zero Mission and it never even gave me like a low battery warning. So yeah, they go, they go for, cool. they, I looked it up because I used to use a, I used to use them at the bar because I because I would use them as like wireless controllers for the NES Classic because you can you know you can get a little dongle thing that you can plug in that'll make them which doesn't work with Switch. I was so mad about that because I had this like you know this like a light bulb idea. I was like, wait a second, I can use it with Switch, and I plugged in a Switch and tried to get the Pro Controller to sync to it, but it wouldn't work. It would only work on the on the NES, so couldn't get it on the Switch, which sucks. But I'd use it at at, uh, at the bar, and I I looked up. I was like, well, how long do these last for? And the internet said they went for like a good like twenty five hours before they go out. And I was like, that's fantastic. So you don't really need to worry that much about charging them. Like maybe you can charge them like once a week or something like that. But you, but there's you know there's a really good chance they're not going to run out on you while while you're working if you want to like have people. The use meme them. surrounding those controllers always was, and especially more recently was that uh, it's the charge lasts so long that you'll you'll lose the charger and then you'll look for it. You can't find it because it's been so long. Like you're like, I don't even remember the last time I charged it. And that's true because it's also mini USB that weird in between phase between regular USB and micro USB. 
Oh, okay. That mini USB, which I hate so much. <laughs> I mean, it's it doesn't break as easily as micro USB, so that's cool. I guess it's like, like it's, it's like plug, it's like but, taller, right? It's like kind of more yeah, of a trapezoid like a, or whatever. Yeah, it's like a fat USB, like a fat micro USB. I guess like a little stretched out. This is how I categorize all my stuff: is there's the PlayStation Three charger and there's the PlayStation Four charger, and the PlayStation Three charger is the one. It's the same charger as the as the um Wii the Wii U Pro controller, and the PlayStation Four is the micro S USB or whatever. So that's how I. Oh, so PlayStation Three uses the mini USB. Yeah, so the PlayStation Three controller has the same charger as the as the Wii U Pro controller. Oh, they, they have the same. They have the same thing. You know, I just remembered. I'm looking down at it right now. It's the blue icicle that has the that I use for my mic right that I'm using right now. Oh yeah, that is my. I'm using my Wii U. I'm using my Wii U cord for that because oh, that's oh, what, there you go. Um, so you have a charger there. A, I actually. I, I bought this. I bought this little dock thing, which I, I bought it while I was doing the you know video game stuff at the bar. But I got this little dock where you can put you can put two uh, two pro controllers in it upside down, and it allowed them and it'll like charge. I bought a little Wii U pro controller dock charger, and I, and I have it hooked up to my I have it hooked up to my PS4, which is like always on rest mode or whatever. And that's how I and I just have them charged. You know, I kind of keep them in a little thing behind the TV and just pop them in there to make sure that they're charged. And and my the Wii U pad like isn't even in the room; it's in a whole other room in the other part of the apartment that that can't even like isn't even close enough to even work with the Wii U. And I just like turn it on with the Pro Controller, and I'm like, dee, dee, dee. I, I don't even use the I only use the pad to buy stuff off the eShop because they won't let you buy anything without the pad. But I've just been playing Wii U with with the Pro Controller with no with the pad not even near me. You know. Don't even have to worry about yeah. turning it off because it's in a whole nother room. It doesn't even know what's happening. It can't even. It's not even close enough to sense the what's what's going on with the system. I saw credits in Tetris Effect. I beat like the whatever the standard, not easy, but whatever the journey next mode, mode or whatever it's called. Journey, right? Yeah, in journey it's, mode. I play whatever like the the initial medium difficulty is. Got through that. Yeah. Saw the credits. So you can count that as a beat of the week if you want. Did you? Did I definitely you, count zero mission and. Ari of Sar or uh, Harmony of Dissonance. Did you, did you use the specific Tetris effect power up? Did you press ZR finally? No, no, none of you guys do that. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I did it. Like I was playing it actually. I was playing it while I was editing. I was like, I'm gonna yep. say F you to the Tetris attack to the Tetris effect soundtrack, and I'm gonna play it while I'm listening to the podcast. I'd be like, fuck you, man. Play it with no sound. And it's fine. It's the same fucking thing. But uh, but uh, I finally I, I finally did the move that's in Tetris Effect, which they don't tell you about. They don't tell you about it at all. But yeah, if you hit ZR, everything freezes, and it's kind of like something. It, it kind of reminds me of Tetris Attack, where like everything stops moving, and you can kind of just like take yeah, take like down all the mode. stuff at once, and you can get more points for doing that. That's like oh. their big their big thing that's only in Tetris Effect. But it doesn't tell you in the game. The only reason I knew that was from reading a review of it where it talked about that was there a, a training mode or something that we all zipped through because we said it's tetris i just skipped and it we know how to play maybe yeah because i don't remember i don't remember them saying anything and maybe yeah maybe i just was like ah, whatever fuck you and i was just i was just wanting to go I straight to the story but yeah, yeah the next time you play it hit fucking zr man it's there's a little there's a little circle in the corner that'll build up and when it says max then you can use it there's a little yeah, like thing that, twice before I even knew about that, so yeah. but you'll get higher scores if you do that because you get you get more points for for getting lines in that mode, and that's supposed to be how you get. That's why you'll you'll stop getting C's or whatever off of the levels that you've been playing. 
if you get C's, I don't know. I got a lot of C's. Well, uh, yeah, other than I guess I'll save what I've been playing on the expansion, but I will show two other things I bought real quick. Two physical things. Ooh. Things things I just was like, I kind of want these because I just don't. They're things that are, for me in my own life, very important. I want to have these things completely. I got... <laughs> You're an adult. You Whoa. can buy things. I got a complete <laughs> wow. copy of Dino Wars with the manual and everything the box in a nice case i, I bet it that really, it really it, it wasn't that expensive i was gonna say <laughs> I, I bet that was not expensive because di- i don't know it wasn't i bought a case for it though you know and a, hey i've got a complete inbox dino wars now and it, it looks really cool i love that artwork and there you go having on like, the full thingy this was a little bit more money but i had to have it and so i got this <laughs> urban yeti oh wow urban yeti <laughs> Yeah, it even has a poster. Wow! Did did it? So it didn't come with those. The guy who paid that like twenty five hundred dollars for eBay. It didn't. It uh, hasn't sealed. It's not sealed. It's a it's a used copy, obviously. But but did you? Did it come with that game case, or did you buy that separately and put it on there? It actually came with a plastic case. case. But I do have extra ones because I I bought some at the same time. So I bought like the NES case, and I was thinking I was just buying one, but they come in packs of ten, and they're not that expensive. So I got those and. Game Boy Advance ones for the I guess I'll use them in the future. But uh yeah, that's like I don't know, man. It's a nice little uh piece of art for my wall. You can buy more you should, uh I mean, you should definitely uh tag uh, Craig Harris on Twitter about that. About her I did, they don't they don't go up on eBay very often. Like it's really hard to find any copies of it on there. So this is the first like completed box copy other than the one that was going for crazy amounts that have been graded. So I was like, I'm gonna grab it. And I, it came from somewhere in the UK, but it shipped. I ordered it last Friday, I think, and I got it today. So, or I got it yesterday. So, good shipping. Very nice. So I bought. So I've, I, I don't know. I'm just like working on my my decorations, and I'm not the kind to collect like complete inbox games. Like that's not really my thing. But these Certain two games, games, I bring up these games a lot, and yeah. I don't always do it in an ironic way. I, I just they come up a lot when I'm talking about what i love so you need you need they, an Ur- you need an urban yeti shirt now because you have a dino wear shirt but you need an urban I yeti do. shirt i second the motion also, yep. so i'm not gonna have time to make sh- to get new shirts made for for a mgc i was thinking about that but i was like oh, no, I, I don't have time but i have been thinking about some new shirts to make but i haven't i always got ideas no, that's a good around. idea i hadn't even thought of that but uh <laughs> yeah i wanted that and uh and it's just really funny to me that i bought it again like i now i have two copies which i don't know what percentage of total copies that makes up for but one of them is an undamaged cartridge that doesn't have the piece of the label missing where i stuck a 25 cent sticker on it once i I thought you were gonna say you wonder what percentage of humanity owns two copies of urban yeti that's what I thought I, you were I going might be with the only that. Person. <laughs> that's where that was where you were going with that You're thought. Because, Urban Yeti. Because how many? Because yeah, how many people? I mean, you know, I mean, how many people have multiple copies of games? Probably a lot more. But Urban Yeti, like, how many people have two Urban Yetis? Like, not very many. Unless you're the company you're that you're made Urban Yeti. Who has two thumbs and two Urban Yetis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, I felt a little silly buying it, but I'm also uh, ever since I got it, I've been happy about it. So you know, I just like looking at it, just holding it. The only game I ever pre-ordered for the Game Boy Advance. Worth every penny. I heard warned by this news. I appreciate this, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it'd be a nice little heartwarming surprise. By the Urban Yeti box. Yep. It's, uh, you know, still burning the candle for that game. (laughs) Well, I guess it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the thing that you thought was interesting and then still bought it anyway. And it wasn't all that good. But 
it became like a running joke. I don't know, kind kind of like kind of like me and Mortal Kombat mythologies. I guess gonna be... is the thing I carried a candle for, just because. But I think Urban I'm really hoping, that, and but, I'm yeah. probably yeah, I'm probably out of my element here. But I'm hoping it's something that gets up to like little Samson level of like, because there's just not a lot of them out there. People are going to be wanting to make full Game Boy Advance collections soon. If <laughs> oh, you yeah. haven't already, it's going to be happening, and I'll have it, and I can just be like, "Oh, you wish you had this." You could, yeah. You're you're just pushing uh, you're just pushing uh, Urban Yeti awareness, like I am with Winback. I've been trying to push Winback on the internet since <laughs> since it got brought to Nintendo Switch. But you know, I just want to be the Winback guy. I just want to be the guy that you call up if you want want somebody to come on your show that knows a lot about Winback. And I don't even really know that much, but I like that game, so whatever. I'm just I'm just trying to push it. I'm like, dude, don't play Ocarina of Time. Everybody's played that game. Play Winback. Nobody played that. The game's great. That's it for me, other than things related to NSO. Well, related to NSO, um, I thought that along with... In my mind, I just somehow for, forgot the, the date for the Animal Crossing DLC release. I thought it was coming out the other day. It's the week after. It's on Friday, right? Or, it's, or is it? Yeah, the fifth. It's it's on the fifth. The fifth. So it's, it's the fifth. We, we, yeah, which yeah, is so, which is kind of weird, right? Where they released expansion pack, but not the fullness of the expansion pack. There's the sixty four and the Genesis, but not the uh, not the um, uh, Happy the Home Animal Paradise Crossing. and all that. That's that's the week after. But I don't know. It's Nintendo being Nintendo, I guess. I can understand why. I mean, it's so weird. They, it's a way to continue people talking about Nintendo for another week versus doing everything all at once. But um, yeah, I thought Animal Crossing was coming out this week, so I spent time prepping my island. And so now my island is ready for the DLC. It's all cleaned up and glossied up and looks nice. Um, you can get the... Um, there there was some DLC for Animal Crossing that you could get. I don't know if you guys noticed. You can get like uh, a pack of items on the on eShop the e right now. It's something separate you have to download. I didn't look at what it was, but I think it's just like furniture and stuff. But you can get it right now. Uh, so I got that. And uh, yeah, I'm ready for next week. And I did honestly get a little bit excited for Animal Crossing again. So I, I played it more than I had to. It wasn't just like one time clean up the island. I played it like for probably three or four times. Yeah, I'm surprised you uh you jump back into it so soon. Did did you did you like? I mean, was it kind of nice seeing your villagers again? Did you like sort of miss them? You're like, oh hey, uh, Jake or what? Who's that guy that you have on the castle that like that nobody can get to? You're talking oh, about uh, him? yeah, Jacob. Jacob, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was close. I said Jake. I said Jacob. Yeah, but yeah. you were almost there. Jacob's ladder. Yeah, it was nice yeah. to see everybody. I saw mm-hmm. I saw your old Pashmina. Oh yeah, Pashmina. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got rid of her, but I saved uh, those videos of her singing. It's on. Uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Made Podcast. Check it out. Everybody was telling me that it had been seven months since I last played, which was surprising to me because I remember the last time I played it, it had been like like 10 months. And like to think that I only played Animal Crossing really like twice in the last 15 months or whatever, it was kind of surprising to me. So I, I figured out a speaking of like when you played last, I figured out an interesting thing on the switch. If you go into the Nintendo switch online app, that's like on the bottom of the, of the menu of like the main menu of the Nintendo switch, you can go and look at like when your when your uh, game saves were uploaded into the cloud and it'll basically tell you when you played a game last. Like if you haven't played a game since you, you know, since you played it, it uploaded it automatically after you played it. So it's kind of a cool way to be like, oh, it's been like five months since I played this game. Or if you want to look back and see like when you p- played whatever game last, there's like it, it, it'll it show like 70 of them or something. It shows a bunch of them. 
and you can look and just be like, oh, well, okay, here's this, 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 and this. This is when I played this. And this so and it's that. like more of a specific date then, because you'll get that when you don't have enough space. It'll be like, well, here's the suggested software. Oh, but this will show you that you played it. This will show you the date though. It won't be like because because yeah, the suggested software will be like, oh well, you didn't, you haven't played this for over a year. And some of them are like, oh, you never played this one. But no, in the little because I was I was fucking around because I was trying to figure out where the expansion pack was you know when it when it when i didn't realize that it wasn't coming out yet and yeah if you go to save data cloud it shows it will show you oh there's it, it displays 99 save data files at once but it says that i have 430 backed up save data for my for my thing but it will show you the date and the time of everything of like when you played it last and all that so if you want to get if you want to get crazy about when you played a game last or whatever, you just want to know. Yeah, it shows like almost a hundred of them. And it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. This is like a cool bonus thing that I just kind of discovered while I was trying to find the expansion pack. Oh, well, I was waiting for the expansion pack. The other game that I got into was Inside. Remember that uh, that Play Dead game, the side-scrolling game from the makers of Limbo? Yeah. And that game, I, I think I, I bought it along with a bunch of other games a long time ago. And so... You did. I didn't give it. I didn't give it enough time. Um, I knew it was great. I knew. I knew it looked great, and I appreciated the animation and stuff. But this was really the first time that I decided to like sink sink in and get inside inside. So, um, man, I don't know how, how much how much of the game have you guys played? You guys both have it too, right? I've played through the demo, but I've never got. I've never played the actual version after I bought it. I've been waiting okay. for you to play those games for so long, John. Because you bought like I remember you bought a bunch of them at once. They're all on sale, and I was like, "You got to beat one of those." And then you didn't play any of them. But uh, oh, yeah. but but this in, is the one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to beat this one. I think I it's short, it on I think it's short. I think Inside's pretty short. I think I played. I feel like I played a demo of it, but maybe that's it. But I did play uh, Limbo. I played a Limbo all the way through on PlayStation Three, and I really enjoyed it. So, so it, yeah, it's it's like Limbo perfected. Like Limbo is that team's debut game, I think. And this is like that sort of in the same vein, that same idea, but just you could tell they got money. They got the time to make a beautiful, like really artistic game. And uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't waste a moment and it doesn't miss a beat. It's it's fantastic. This week I happened to see, I wasn't looking for it, but I happened to see like a list of uh, best horror games or something of the last decade and, and Inside was on there and I would agree. It was near the top too. Uh, it doesn't strike you as a horror game, I think, off the top. It just looks like kind of like a weird moody platformer. But there are moments in there where it's just, it's really chilling. Um, I'll tell about one particular moment. The game has been out long enough. You know, it's not really a spoiler, I guess, but well, here it is. So in regarding my my quote at the top, I found horror at the bottom of the sea. So there was essentially you're this this kid, looks like an eight-year-old kid. You're you're escaping some kind of situation, which is not clear at first what is going on, but it's almost like a death camp of some kind. And as you go on, you are really like you get this sense of like aloneness. Everybody's people are looking for you. There'll be like uh, floodlights pointing at you here and there guards off in the distance will shout at you and then unleash guard dogs and guard dogs will chase you and so you're just like this poor little eight-year-old boy who is alone and in a very deadly situation and at some point like i want to say maybe it was three hours or so into the game after being alone for such a long time there's a dock and there's these two guys at the dock and you have it's a little it's a mini metal gear moment we have to sneak 
by these guys, not get caught. And when you sneak by them, there's a lake. And in the lake is like this. Uh, you can't tell what it is. It's like a, like a ball, a big ball. And you climb on top of it and you realize there's a latch on top. You can get inside. Oh, wait, it's a submarine. So now all of a sudden, this platform, this platforming game, you get to get inside a submarine and go down beneath the water. And you go down, like you go way, way down deep. The camera zooms out and just really emphasizes like, oh, you thought you were alone before? Now you're underwater and you're like the only living thing around, period. And it gets really atmospheric and, uh, you know, the, the sounds, I got my new stereo system. It's just like, it was a perfect test of that new stereo system. Um, and as you're going down into the water with this emphasis on you being more alone than you've been so far throughout this lonely game, you see something dart across the screen. And it's just a little flash, like a little moment. You're like, what was that? Was it, it was like a fish down here or something. So you go on, you go do a couple puzzles underwater in the submarine. And the submarine, by the way, has a, the only thing you have on it as far as like interactivity. You can do a boost move and you can operate a, a spotlight. And so a few minutes after that first encounter, you see something again. You're like, oh, that's the thing I saw earlier. And you're getting a better look at it. And I looked at it at first. You can't tell quite what it is. I thought it was like an eel. But as I was watching it, it started watching me. And I realized, oh, that's not an eel. It looked like, like it was like long flowing kind of thing. And that long flowing kind of thing, when it settles, you can see it start to like part. It's actually hair. It's not like an eel. It's like long flowing hair. And underneath the hair is a little boy that looks just like you. Weird. And it's just staring back at you. Like, what is this little boy doing under here, under all the water? Like, I just watched myself go way, way down miles into the ocean. And there's this, I thought I was alone. There's this little boy that looks just like me with long flowing hair. And it just kind of follows you. And as you're going, you realize that it's trying to get to get you. And the only thing that's keeping it away from you is the light. So you have to move in such a way that you're pointing the light at this little creepy long-haired boy to keep him away. And if you don't, he dives in, he crashes through the window, and he eats you alive. It is so creepy. Yeah, that's the if I remember Limbo had really gruesome deaths, so I'm not surprised if there's some pretty fucked up stuff in inside. So you're actually eaten alive like it gets squelchy sounding and all that. Oh yeah, like they use grapefruits on the foley and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's really squelchy. <laughs> super scrunchy yeah it's it's really really good and so i'm loving this game and i'm gonna beat it probably by next week when you were talking about like you know good like halloween stuff or whatever they you know ways that they've kind of like made the eShop a little bit better but they have like uh they have like categories in the feature there now where you can find like there's like spooky fun which like puts a bunch of like halloween themed stuff like luigi's mansion and don't starve and stuff like that and there's and there's like it, it's, it's like it's like Hulu, you know, like how Hulu has like Huluween or Amazon has like, you know, Halloween stuff. Like they kind of did it on the eShop now too, which is cool. So you can find stuff on there. I was gonna say, is Inside actually in here though? There it is. Okay, so it's in Killer Thrillers is the category that's in the featured area on the eShop. But it's just I like that that they've actually started to like you know, kind of promote stuff like they did. They've done the same thing where there's like a direct and there and you can like click on a thing that's like, here's all the things from the direct. 
you know, which I've always wanted them to do that, where it's like, do you want to buy the stuff that came out today? Here it is. You know, here's everything. Here's all the pre-orders, like all that stuff. But it's cool that they're starting to do stuff based around like holidays and stuff, where it's like, here's like, here's some Halloween games. Doing some theme stuff. Yeah. So I was wondering if it, yeah, I was like, is it in there? And I was like, well, and there it is. There's inside right there. So I'm glad they included it. If they didn't, I would be upset. But no, they have Limbo and Inside in there. Plus like a, plus a bunch of other shit. Yeah, little, little nightmares like Outlast, Amnesia, Fatal Frame, Castlevania, like stuff like that. Alien Isolation. I know I got this game for five bucks, and so I think it's on sale often for the same price. Yeah. I think it's a must-have. It's 20 regularly, which isn't that much, I don't think. I wouldn't be mad at paying twenty dollars for it. Yeah. You know, but five dollars is absolute steal. Yep. My other big news of the week, Mario Maker Two. I hit a la- a landmark that was a long time coming. Uh-oh. I passed one thousand hours in Mario Maker Two. I thought you were going to say that you were the the torch holder for Mario Maker Two. It's pretty yep. much forty days and forty nights. You're the one. Yeah, who, it's uh, yeah. just shy of forty two days. Yep. You're the you're the one who like actually still played the game and, yep, and, and it wasn't just it's because you never played the wii u version so you're not so you're not angry about how uh how less of a game it is than the than the original but yeah well the thing that's kept me playing it most is is what i understand was not in the wii u version of oh, the, the multiplayer, multiplayer yeah which i go back for that you know all the time that's my go-to when i can't think of something else i just fire up mario maker and play the multiplayer and there's somebody there always i think the the lag has been greatly improved it's not necessarily gone all the way but it's it's definitely playable now and there's always a new level on there so yeah that's why one thousand hours wow that's good value for your dedication your money <laughs> yep dedication but that's it for me all right cool well let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the nintendo switch online so Alrighty then be right back Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey Mario, let go. Whoa! 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 He's 
throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash podcast. Game over. back from the break and let's talk about the nintendo switch online expansion pack that we all got and we've all played we all got it and we all and we all played it online together so that was pretty cool but that was cool let actually. me i was gonna say let me ask you uh how many of these games do we already own looking at and i'm talking about the 64 ones because the genesis one doesn't really matter to me i'm talking about the main one the, the 64 one how, i own four of them Let's see. Uh, Are you talking about? So, do you mean actual um, cartridges, or just in some other form that you could already play? Uh, we could talk about both. Let's. I guess let's go. Uh, let's go cartridge form. So, looking at looking at the list here, there's nine of them total, and I own. Yeah. I think I own uh, six of them in cartridge form. Yeah, I have six. I have six in cartridge form. I only have one, um, and I don't have. I have a copy of sixty Mario Kart sixty four, but it doesn't work. I, I, maybe I can get someone to fix it. Oh no! Yeah, the only copy, the only one of these games I physically own is Zelda. Yeah, I have a. I have Zelda, Mario Kart, Tennis, Star Fox, Mario sixty four, and Winback. I have all of those in cartridge form. And aside from that, I've actually purchased Sin and Punishment twice. I think for Wii and Wii. U. Oh yeah, yeah. Then I have five. So so I did buy that digitally. But the only two that I don't have in some form aside from this is a uh, Dr. Mario 64 and Yoshi Story. Yeah, and it was all our first time playing Dr. Mario, right? I'd never played yeah. that game before. So that was one, yeah, that was completely new to me. And I was a uh, I, I beat I beat Star Fox 64. I, I played like it was kind of a shitty run, but I played through to credits, you know. Which Star Fox yeah. Star Fox 64 you're supposed to play over and over and over and over again. But I, I got I got no medals uh I kind of like jumped around the pathways. I didn't like one do one specific pathway. I like started on hard and went to like medium, and I think ended up in easy or something like that. But really cool thing, and I actually got a lot of hits on Twitter about it. But if you, if you play the European version of Star Fox, which you can, in, if you go into the in, into the options or the settings of the Nintendo of the Nintendo sixty four thing, you can change it to where you can play the European version and the English version. If you play the European version, which is called Lilat Wars of Star Fox, and you go into the options and you change the and you change the language to Lilat, you can change it to gibberish, to the uh, Star Fox gibberish that we love. So the the doo 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 dabbits and dirt dirt dirt, you know, you can it, it doesn't sound the same as it did on the Super Nintendo, but it still has that like fun gibberish talk and all that. So I played mm-hmm. through I played through the whole game like that with the Star Fox gibberish. 
and some of them are really funny. Like when they do like ah like that, it's like like it it sounds it sounds funny. It's like robotic and yeah. There were a couple times that I laughed playing it, but yeah, no, I played through it with the gibberish because I remember my friend Curtis from high school telling me about that, and I was like, oh, I want that version like so much better than this other one. I want the one with the fucking voices because I love those voices so much from the Super Nintendo one. So I've been thinking about that for years, and I was finally able to do it. And I played I played the Japanese one as well, which I downloaded the Japanese versions of both of these, which there is no difference but as of right now between the American and the Japanese one on the Genesis or the American one. It's just you have different uh you have different covers. And the Japanese one looks better because they actually fit like symmetrically in there. It doesn't have like eight games and then a really big Yoshi in the bottom. It actually like looks nicer because of the way that the Japanese Japanese well because of the way the Japanese boxes are more like vertical Mm -hmm. than horizontal so you can actually like Mm -hmm. line them all up and they all fit nicely in a box and all that but uh yeah this one doesn't but I but I played Star Fox in Japanese because I wanted to you know see what it sounds like and it's great it kind of it feels like you're playing an anime it's great (laughs) so I was getting a kick out of it and I realized I was playing through it and I got to like Sector Y Sector Y is the one where you fight the guy in the robot suit. It has like one of my be- one of my favorite lines of the whole game, where they're like, "You cocky little freak!" <laughs> they keep calling you that <laughs> when they're jumping around. Yeah, and I realized it's fucking Gundam. Like I just because I had not watched. I mean, I had not watched Gundam when I originally played Star Fox sixty four, but I was playing it with those robot guys, and I'm like, they're fucking Gundams because they do the same thing where they're on the base and the base like shoots them forward and they shoot off into space. I'm like, this is fucking Gundam. That's great. I didn't, and then with the Japanese language too, there it just like it just kind of like I was like, oh wow, this is, yeah. <laughs> Which I and I I finally found a, I finally found a Gundam Zeta. It's on. Uh, you can watch it on um, the other one, Funimation. You can watch it on Funimation, but it's only in English, and you can't listen to the theme song. Like the intro song and the outro song is replaced by some like generic uh, orchestra thing. But I was, but I've been watching Gundam, so it was on my mind. But I was like, "Wow, this is this is totally Gundam." So I, so I played all the different languages of Star Fox, and I beat the game on the Lilight Wars one, and I can make the sixty-four move around now, and they can look at it and all that stuff. And good, finally. I told you, you got to beat the game before you can do that. But but now I can do it. But I have I have all these different saves on all the different Star Foxes. Like I I like did a quick save on the American one and the European one and the Japanese one, so I can kind of like jump in between but i i was trying i was trying to find a way to have it be japanese voice but english text but i couldn't get it to do subtitles on the japanese one even though you can do that on the other one where you can change the subtitles and the voice on the european one you can't do it on the japanese one so that kind of bummed me i was like oh if i could get this in japanese with english subtitles it would be so cool but i'll play it i'll play through it on the japanese one too i know what they say I've played it a million times. I don't need to hear them again. Right. You know, I know, I know. I don't all think they ever voices. say anything that actually helps you out. Uh, yeah, not really. I guess sometimes they tell you someone's behind you, but if you've played the game enough, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. You're getting shot at. Yeah. I mean, everything's yeah. uh, all this like explosions are flashing by you and all that stuff. Well, you're doing the Lord's work, Trey. I'm glad you went there and you figured all that out because that's really cool. And oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard you talking about that for years about how in the 64 it was. Yeah, the the PAL version that they were still speaking like Super Nintendo, so it was cool to see that. There's some cool stuff in there, like, uh, and and if you uh, if you start up the Japanese version of Mario Kart 64, there's this like 
these kids, like say Mario Kart 64 at the beginning, and it's really eerie. It's like almost like haunting, <laughs> and it has this like voiceover on the title screen that's not on the English version. It's worth hearing if you haven't heard it. It's just like Mario Kart 64. It's like, yeah, it's weird, <laughs> but it's uh, mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I kind of went out of my way to try to find the different the differences and stuff like that on there, but yeah, I mean it's. It's just I don't know. We got all these different versions, and I had I was like, well, I got to try out the Japanese version of both of them because I thought there were different games, but there aren't different games. There's just different covers, and the covers look better on both of them. The Genesis ones look really cool too. The Japanese versions of them. So but yeah, I, I went there. I went there and did all that stuff. And I like I said, I beat I beat Star Fox, but I think but my favorite game actually surprise surprise has been Winback. <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of Winback. I think I'm on the fifth or sixth level now, and I was playing it. I was playing it at work today. And Winback is fun. Like it's, it's the only thing where the control doesn't really bother me. Probably because I'm not as familiar with the control on on Winback, so I kind of learned it playing it on the Switch. So I kind of, so I kind of got used to it. But I think Winback is great. Like it's it's fun. And and I have I have the cartridge of Winback, and I always wanted to play Winback because it it was like Nintendo's. Well, it wasn't made by Nintendo, but it was like a Nintendo 64 exclusive at the time. They did actually port it to PlayStation 2 later. But it was like the answer to Metal Gear Solid at the time in like 1999, and I, I dug up uh, the original IGN review of it. They, they gave it an eight out of ten. They were they were very impressed with it when it came out. They they, they were very you know they talked very very highly of it and all that. I if I was guessing, I would have said that it was an eight. There was an eight out of ten when it came out because it feels it feels like an eight. You know, it's it feels good, but it's not like Zelda level, but it's not bad. You know. And the cutscenes are really cool. Like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cutscene. There's a lot of story in it, you know, that type of thing. And there's a lot of uh, duck and cover shooting, you know, which wasn't really was was kind of a was you didn't see a whole lot at this time. Definitely not in '99. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, that's all the cool games. I played it. Yeah. I mean, it's more it's more than just that. There's there's also a lot of. I mean, there's some part that's that's like. Um, you know, you sneak around, but there's parts where you have to, like... Like, I was at this part where there's, like, a machine gun that you can't kill, and you have to kind of, like, roll in between these these different spots to not get hit. You know, where you have to, like, duck and roll, so you do, like, kind of dodging and stuff like that. And they make you go past that a, a few times, so you need to learn how to dodge it, otherwise you'll get killed. So, so there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of, like, the old-school, like, you know, Doom-type games where you remember where the health is, and you have to come back and get the health later. You know, because the health will always stay there. And, like, you have to kind of memorize the maps and stuff like that. So there is, like, a level of strategy to it. But uh, what, I, what I was saying for my middle name, where I said C down and not D-pad down, is something that was happening to me. Because if you hit if you hit C bat, if you hit C down, you, like, it's like auto-target. It's like Z-targeting, basically. But it's C down targeting. And if you press down on the control pad, if you have the C4 explosive... You put the sea floor on the ground and it'll explode and kill you. <laughs> so I would get confused. It's a suicide button. I would get confused about whether I needed to press down on the on the D pad or on the C button, and I killed myself a whole bunch of times with the C four, which I've never used it because I guess you have to set it and then have people walk over it. But I just shoot everybody. Like it's not really, you know, I'm not really. I don't know. If I let them live for too long, they'll kill me. Like it's it's really easy to get killed in the game, you know, if you're not careful. But but yeah, that's that's what I was a couple times I I did that where I accidentally put the explosive on the ground and then I and then I died. But what's what's great about this version versus the 64 version, like I said, is 
you know, there's checkpoints in it, but there's a lot of space in between the checkpoints, so you would have to play the same thing over and over again and hope to get all the way through. But this one, you can save state like it's going out of style, and that's what I've been doing. Just save state and constantly, and it's fun. It's great, you know, and then you get to a checkpoint, but you don't have to worry because you already save stated. So I've been doing, like, where I do all four of them and, like, save over the, the most, you know, the one that's, like, the oldest, and I'll, like, redo that one and try to, like, uh, manage it in that way, and... Yeah, it's been fun, and I, and I've been wanting to play game the game for so long, and I have it. Like I said, I have it on the cartridge, but I never got this far because of like the checkpoints and how there's so few of them. So it's much more difficult. But it's just making it. Yeah, giving you save states can make a game much more playable. And it's one. It's the one I've been having the most fun with out of them, out of all of them. And after after. Yeah, we had a good time playing the, the multiplayer the other night. Yeah, I've never, I never. I was played, having such a great time. I never yeah. played the multiplayer before, but yeah, I think we had the most fun with that multiplayer out of all the different ones, and we tried all the ones that are on there, aside from Sin and Punishment, because Sin and Punishment really isn't multiplayer. You Only just two player. You just both. Well, it's two player, but you you both control the same person at the it's same a bit time. Like Mario so, Galaxy, so it's really weird. More involved. It's really weird multiplayer. It's like you you. You both control the same person, but so you could be like, "Oh, you yeah. aim and I'll move" or something like that. But it's not really, it's not like, like you have two people or anything like that. I, I don't even count that multiplayer. I don't think. I still think Mario Kart is the obvious star of, of multiplayer, but uh, Winback was was the biggest surprise. And we all had a really good time with it. I think that th- there's some uh, humor to be had in how stiff the controls are compared to modern games mm-hmm. and like we're doing this third person run and gun shooter but in effect all three of us are just practically standing still and just pointing guns in each other's face <laughs> and shooting yeah you know? that's well, exactly what it was it was so funny and it was yeah. just a good time i mean, I mean we're not super versed in the game so maybe we'd be a little more spry had we played right. it more but uh one thing i thought was really funny uh Trey mentioned the the IGN article and one thing that the IGN uh, review from what back in 99 or whatever and one I, I wrote a little excerpt here in our slack I was like on the other hand the characters in the game including the evil enemies look solid and fleshed out like you'd expect human looking characters to be no blockheads or funky anatomy here while we were playing multiplayer, one of the characters, I can't remember which one it was, like as he's like crawling, you could totally see up inside of his body and he's just completely like empty. He's just right. He's like, just one, like flat pieces of cardboard. Yeah. He's empty. And he's it, empty because he's been killing so many people. The battlefield has destroyed his insides. <laughs> he's a shell of his former self. <laughs> they're they're, they're doing their screen. own artistic uh, interpretation here on that. Like it, he was a bad guy. Like he's a, you know, he was one of the other characters that you picked and. His, he seems two dimensional. His soul but he's very is depleted. Yeah, <laughs> he's completely depleted from from killing so many people. Yeah, it's uh, but, you know, jokes aside. I mean, that's it's still like cool. I I don't know. I love playing it. Like you want it to look like it used to look. Like that's the idea here. You don't want them to do too yeah. much to to try to modernize it. Like this is an emulation of yeah. Well, Winamp or whatever. I could see somebody <laughs> making like a game as an homage today to, to, to third-person action games. And what they would come up with is win back. And we'd say, oh, that's a really cool throwback game. But here's mm-hmm. like the real deal. It's corny in all the right ways. And it's just got a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it really looks like a, 
like a Sega arcade from the mid nineties. Like yes, a time virtual cop. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah. Cop, yeah. The the art style yeah definitely reminds me of like virtual cop, especially like with the stiff animation, like the way you run mm-hmm. and stuff. Like very much feels like a lot of that of that time action games. But I think I, I was gonna say when we were talking at the very you know very 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 beginning of our episode where we talked about to fog or not to fog. I think that this one has actually really benefited from the removal of the fog. And we'll we'll talk about more of that on other on other games, but they've completely well. Not, I mean, they've r- removed a lot of the fog from these games. Like they they everything's a lot brighter. Like the fog is gone, which is a detriment to some games. But I think Winbeck looks awesome because the original sixty four one looked really foggy, but now it doesn't, and I think it's actually made it look better. Yeah, you know, on the whole, I think all these games look better, and the moments where where I guess the, one, the big one that people are complaining about is with Ocarina of Time and the where you fight the Shadow Link in that nice yeah. foggy uh, lake area. That was pretty much to me the only N64 game I can think of where the fog was used to great effect. And it looks yeah. great in that moment. With but, the reflections in the water and everything. With yeah. the reflections in the water and everything. And it really looked good back then. And I think the N64, the original version, uh holds up well today in that scene but uh, but if if that if making every other game look as great as it does on the nso means removing that one moment where fog actually looked good on n64 um you know fine i'll take that i mean there 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 are more than just that part like i I haven't played ocarina Mm. of time yet at all on this but a big thing, big glaring thing for me was a Star Fox, because because the because the the fog has been taken out, you can actually see how badly the how bad the backgrounds look to the point of where you can eat where you can see like a white line in between mm-hmm. pictures, and the pictures don't line up right. Like there's a cloud that's mm-hmm. over here, and there's a cloud that's down here, and yep. there's a white line. It's like a tile. That like that like that glows because there's not the fog to hide this like badly patched background picture. So a lot of those Star Fox levels look like shit without the without the fog now. And same with like Mario Kart, like you kind of can notice the levels getting kind of put together as you're racing. Like the like it's it's kind of there's like some pop up for sure because the fog isn't there to hide that anymore. So that's a little that's a little weird. So it's like. You know, yeah, there's that one thing in Ochre of Time, but there's some other games where it's definitely on there. I've noticed a lot of the whole, like, you're talking about, like, and here I kind of, in my notes, I have, like, the stitched together sprites that are, like, squares. Yeah, It's obviously, like, what they had to do to produce the sprites on the N64. I'm not speaking, like, someone who actually understands on a technical level, but I'm just saying, like, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, ram on this thing there wasn't a whole lot of total memory on these cartridges so you kind of had to condense everything had to like compress everything rather and uh you just see it when it's sharpened into hd like even on mario kart on the uh, character select screen just the portraits of the characters as you're selecting you can see like they're made out of tiles of squares and then you just see that especially in Star Fox, like you said trey but even in the background of mario kart and I, of all the games i played like it probably was worse than worse than Star Fox, but you can just really see like, okay, well that's the background, and it's like you said, it's like clouds and stuff. It looks really, bad. It's like yeah, a, it's just a blown up. <laughs> it looks like a blown up picture that was stuck uh, next to another one, but they don't match. Right. And there's mm-hmm. also like this white 
line that you can see in the middle mm-hmm. that's like it's put over a white background but it's but it like bleeds through it because there's no nothing to cover it so it's like this does kind of look like shit and i don't remember You're looking like this originally yeah and it's weird i mean i haven't played this the cartridge version of Star Fox in a long time i actually kind of swore off Star Fox 64 because because of how difficult it was and how i went through and got all the medals and all that and i just the pain and sweat and tears that I put into playing that game, I just never wanted to play it again because I just because of that. And I was like, I was like, oh well, I can try to get the medals back. And then I played through it once, and I was like, wow, these medals are fucking hard. Like even ones that I thought I did really really good on are still like so insanely high. Like you have to, you know, you have to target everything, and you have to target guys that are next to each other, and you have to get the plus two or threes for like almost everything, and it's ridiculous. And you have to keep all your members, all your people alive as well like because if they if anybody gets knocked out you don't get a medal so that sucks too but yeah it's kind of uh especially the levels on Star Fox where it's like a where it's like a circle where you kind of like move around mm-hmm. I, i've noticed it's the backgrounds don't look good and, and when i was playing it because you know i played it we played a multiplayer together but then i played the single player by myself on the other tv and automatically there was really bad lag right on the right off the top when I started the first level. Wow. I was like, I was like, okay, this is not controlling right at all. So I don't know. I kind of got used to it, but it did. It felt really, really off, like Star Fox did on the single player. Oh, and yeah, and I ran into some other problems with it today. I was trying to play it with a with like a regular pro controller with in it with it in handheld, you know, because normally this is what I do when I'm at work. I, I put it in my little case, you know, I like strap it into the case and I put it there and I, you know, use it with my controller and I play it through that. And I found that for the Genesis and the 64, when you have to remove the Joy-Cons before you can get a pro controller to work with it. And that's only that on sense. those, that's only on those apps and everything else works fine. Like every other game that I tried worked fine with it, with the Joy-Cons in there. But if, but it, with the Joy-Cons on there, it'll just constantly ask you to, to sync the controller. Like it'll say hit L and R and hit A and hit L and R and hit A. And it'll do this like over and over and over and over again and never end until you take the joy cons off and turn them off. And then it will sync. It's really weird. This is like the first time that any game has done this. So hopefully they fix that. Cause I was like, that's so it's like that in the Genesis one as well. Yeah. on both of them, I tried both of them and I huh. restarted the system too. And it still did it. So it's on the Genesis you try and the, any of the other ones. Since uh, you know we did a system update before all this happened, so I wonder if the other the NES and Super NES app now do the same thing. I didn't try the NES and the Super NES NES app, but I tried other games that were on the system, and they work fine. It was just it was just that one. Like I tried like two or three other games to see if that if it would work, and it works fine. It was just those two apps. So I don't know, but I don't really. I mean, I don't know if I really played the Super Nintendo or the NES apps like that, so. But it's it's dumb. It shouldn't do that. Like it's it's obviously is glitching. Like it's not it's not working right. You know. So so yeah. Well, I said here in the notes, I was kind of curious. Like it took so long for N sixty four to come to the Switch, which it took a long time for it to come to the Wii U as well. Like if you remember, like that was kind of a swan song for the Wii U is that they put N sixty four on it finally. But um, the N64 content took almost five years to get to the Switch, and I wonder if it was because they couldn't get it to work right. Like, And finally, they're just like, well, we, I mean, now we have to, because obviously the new console's on the horizon. You know, they haven't announced it, but it's got to be 
And um, right. they're like, well, we got to put the 64 on here now, finally, after talking about how eventually it would be. So I guess they never really said it would be, but you, it's just implied. I was going to say, nobody talked about it. I mean, well, we did. I mean, I think everybody expected it after I guess they saw everybody did. After yeah. they saw the NES and Super Nintendo stuff, but they never actually talked about it. But I don't know. I mean, I've been okay with the emulation so far, but I've seen like what people have complained about. And, you know, those things are legit. Like, as far as like uh, when you see the actual aspect ratios and how things look compared to each other, it really is a stark difference in in what it looks like. Like it does look worse almost than the Wii U, which is saying a lot because the Wii U did a bad job. Well, the Wii, the I, I, I looked at a lot of like comparisons and the Wii Except U. Except for in Game Boy Advance, those things look fucking awesome. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comparisons and the big thing with the Wii U is that everything is darker. Like mm-hmm. it's very darker. Like there's a like there's a darkness to it. Like it looks way, I don't know, looks shadowy compared compared to the other ones. You know, so we That's paid a, so much more for this. It's just kind of like, uh, I mean, I I liked I liked the brightness at first until I started to notice things like in the background. I was like, well, no, that's that kind of sucks that you see that because it makes it look like more broken than it actually was. So maybe that was the, why. Yeah, I think the solution to both of these issues one being then 64 games coming so late and two being that you know they're not perfectly emulated the solution i think is that for the next generation all these games just be on the cloud and therefore from now on no more waiting for anything you know they can continue to build these libraries of these old games and we don't have to wait from system to system for all these games to come again you know, it's just like there and when the new system comes they're all ready available on the cloud all the emulation is being done elsewhere so you don't have to worry about updating all that stuff but i think that's where they're probably going with building this this library and at the same time having more and more cloud games i just see that the two coming together and that's the answer I mean, the problem with that, though, is it kind of defeats the purpose of the Switch as a as a portable system, though. If it starts relying on the cloud for everything, then you can't use it in any situation, which it should be. It, it kind of defeats the, port- the portability of it. So you won't be yeah, able to play the these games time, like, wherever you want to anymore. Time, by and large, wireless is more available anywhere you go in the country. And you know, You've had your own experience where it wasn't so bad playing it on the cloud. And I, I think that's where but, it's ultimately going to going to end up, and these games are, and most of the like you talk about the NES and Super NES games, you know, those are, I imagine, simple to stream and low lag and all that stuff. They're such small files yeah. that I don't know why they should be cloud based. Like they even should, the they should be native. Files yeah, are so small. Yeah, like you don't need but, that to be cloud based. Yeah, I was just thinking because I think rather than waiting every single system every five years we get a new system and every five years we got to wait for them to check every single one of these games to make sure that they all work well on the system and are well emulated and all that stuff i don't think that's what we're actually waiting for though i think that it's just the nintendo way i think they're just yep they just try to you know they try to stagger things so there's always something for somebody to look forward to and they, you know, they're very strategic about it. Like, I, yeah, I'm sure this stuff was available from the beginning, but they wanted to, they wanted to put out their Splatoons and their Smash Brothers and all this other stuff first. And when we get to a time right now where there's not a whole lot of Nintendo first-party releases, you know, it's like, 
bring out the N64 stuff. You know, like it's. They'll sweeten the deal with it being in the N64 content, or rather the Animal Crossing content. I mean, the, just the whole like. I mean, because, yeah, they, they've been doing this shit. Having since, this uh, attached yeah. to the Animal Crossing stuff is so bizarre. It's just like, why wasn't this its own thing? It's, yeah. its own direct, its own. Like, yeah. I mean, it's. Why was it attached to Animal Crossing this way? It's been a thing since the virtual console where it's like, okay, we'll give you this one game and then we'll give you another game. Then we'll give you another game and we'll stagger it out. And that's just their way, man. <laughs> it's just like. If you take the yeah. original Wii virtual console, which debuted in 2006, 15 years ago. Go back 15 years before that. That was 1991. That was the Super Nintendo. You know, like Nintendo has been a virtual console company for half of their or half of the life since the Super Nintendo came out and but we lost john oh i saw he like froze for a while he disappeared into the cloud the cloud was like was not was not satisfied i can't help but wonder if nintendo isn't just yeah they don't want to give it all away they're they're gonna keep being that way forever they they have to like stagger it they 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 always stagger it in some way i see i think that's part of the nintendo way like i was saying they're not going to give you everything in the first day because then you'll stop talking about it in the first day you know, you only talk about it for like a week. They need to like, you know, you have to space it out. So they're always in the conversation in some way for a different thing and a different, you know. Which they kind of, I mean, they sort of did with the classics. Like they would give you the the chunks of games at the the classics, but they only did the NES and the SNES, which at this point are like 30-year-old, 40-year-old consoles. So it's like, you know, whenever they do the next one, maybe we'll get a huge chunk all at once. But yeah, I mean, we're getting a chunk for sure with the NSO, but. It's just all these stipulations surrounding it and obviously all these complaints with certain things. I will say, though, I mean, the Sega, for what it's worth, like I actually played Fantasy Star 4 this week on the Sega. You should. It's a good game. And uh, and it and it was fun. And being able to do the save states and stuff was nice. I mean, I didn't really need to use it much. I'm not that far into it. But it is just nice to be able to know you can, you know, save whatever and when you're playing this game. And um I think just playing all these other retro games recently has kind of put me more in the mindset to play something like this where, yeah, the graphics are somewhat simplistic. I mean, this game came out in 1994 on the Sega Genesis, so it's a, sort of a contemporary of Final Fantasy VI. It has a, it, it has anime cutscenes, though. That's what I liked, that it shows the people's it does. The faces are big. You know, it's got nice, like artwork and stuff like that you, you rarely see that in games so i appreciated the cutscenes of it i thought the story it's was nice good. and horny like i've ran into some horny stuff in it already like uh <laughs> it's got that going for it with the japan like uh or i'm sorry like the uh the uh, uh animation the uh anime kind of feel of it because like the main characters person that he's traveling with like people just talk about how hot she is all the time and there's just sort of this kind of like a recurring thing of like people saying how hot she is and her getting pissed about it. I, yeah, I, I haven't played it since they released it on Virtual Console for uh, for the Wii, and I played through it in like a week and I loved it. But that was probably like 15 years ago when that happened. So you know, my my mind my uh, I've I've grown up a little bit since then. So maybe it's maybe this is some of its cringe. I'm sure. But it's also 1994. Hey, cr- 94 was a long time ago. So, yeah, it's a little cringy in some spots, but I am still happy to play. Like, I want to get all the way through a RPG on the Sega. I've said that before on the podcast, but I really do want to beat one. 
I, I physically own this game, so I need to beat it already. Oh, and uh, Fantasy Star is the is the one to do it. And it came out in it was ninety three even in Japan. So I mean Yeah. Even even earlier, you know. So I mean I think this is the, I mean, I thought it was the best RPG that I played personally on, on Genesis. And I was Which gonna, I'm actually having the notes that I'm stuck, but I'm I'm no longer stuck. I know what I'm doing. And I was gonna say, like on the Nintendo sixty four stuff, after I got to the credits on Star Fox, I was like I was like, I'm gonna beat all these games. I'm like, I'm gonna get to credits on all of these games. But there's one game that I forgot about that I don't think I can beat, and that is Doctor Mario sixty four. Because I suck at Doctor Mario. I I suck so badly at Doctor Mario, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know if I can beat that one, but I'm gonna try. I want to try to get credits on all these games because I have. I mean, I pretty much have on all of them except for Win Back. You know, I never beat that one, but I beat all the other ones. Except for Doctor Mario, keep Dr. forgetting, Mario. keep forgetting about Doctor Mario. But I'm like, I want to see credits on all these, so I'm going to try to beat all of them, even tennis, which I think I did beat the 64, and I or I beat whatever the single player exhibition is that you do to to get credits. So that was my plan, which means I have to play Ocarina of Time again. Do you guys enjoy Doctor Mario? Or are you just like not familiar with it, or don't play I just, it that much? I just, I've never liked I just suck Dr. at Mario. it. I mean, I yeah, I've, I've never. It's never been like. It's never been there for me. Like it's never hit reached like Tetris Attack or or t- regular Tetris levels. Or I played it even like Tetris Sphere levels or whatever. Like, I played it back in the day. And and I love still... I, I absolutely love puzzle games, but Doctor Mario never never clicked for me. Like I I just could never. I mean, I could play it, but I could never play it like when it got hard. You know, mm. I don't know. It just it, it just did not. It did not work out well, well for me. And I tried. I tried it many times. You know, I bought Dr. Luigi even, you know, but for Wii U. But it's just, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to beat whatever you have to beat to get the, to get the credits. I'll, that'll probably be the final thing that I do, but I will, I will try to do it. And I only beat Yoshi's Story once and I did it by accident in high school, but I'm going to try it again. I beat it once. I did actually play it a little bit today at work, just to kind of fuck around with it. Me and too. it's, you know, it's Yoshi. It's, uh, it's a weird ass game. I think it's the worst. It's my first time actually trying. I think it's Yoshi's the worst story. Yoshi game there is. But, but it's a, but it is kind of cool because you notice, like in the backgrounds, they make everything look like cardboard. So you see, like, you know, it's, it says like fragile, and it has like the little wine glass with the crack in it, and it says like Japan import or whatever. You know, like they they've started to do the whole crafty thing that you saw later for like, for like yarn Yoshi and stuff like that. So you kind of see like the DNA of the better Yoshis from this one, you know, but this was actually the first Yoshi game I ever played. I had not played, I had not played Yoshi's Island when I played the 64 one. So you poor young child. So I was like, I had no idea. I just played, well, I mean, I rented it and I was like, ah, oh, this game's whatever. And then oh, I saw Island's so much better. And then I saw Yoshi's Island at Toys R Us. Cause they had it on like a play display thing. And I was like, Oh, Whoa, this is like some of the stuff from the other one, but it looks much better. And then I played it later and I was like, Oh no, this one's like way, way better. Than, than Yoshi's story, the Yoshi story. I remember accidentally beating Bowser. Like I don't even remember how I did it. It just was like it's over, and I'm like, okay. Even though I do want to try to play it, the different apparently there's a different way to play it that's more difficult or something like that. But it's it's still it's yeah it's it's still weird to control with the analog stick too, which I don't like doing on 2D games, but we have to. But I I was playing Mario Kart 64 earlier because I was like, oh, I can play it, you know, and I've tried playing it on 150 CC. And I actually raged quit the game because I was stuck on uh, 
I was stuck on Bowser's, like on Bowser's level on 150 CC. And it's hard. That game is fucking hard. Like if you're not, if you're not constantly it's doing really power hard. slides, it's incredibly hard. And a lot of the turns are really hard to do the power slides. And if you run into the wall, you automatically spin out, like depending how fast you're going. And it's like, the controls way looser than not fun. Too. <laughs> I was not having a good time. And I was just like, fuck you. And I just quit. I didn't even save. I just quit. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm done. And I had done, and I had done pretty good. I'd got like two firsts and a second and I just needed to play somewhere, but I just did not want to play that level anymore. Cause it was so not fun. So I'm just like, so I need to start, I need to go back to 50 and just start it and just kind of like slowly get into it. I thought I could jump straight to 150 and just do it, but I could not. So I do want to say like, um, you know, obviously they've released each console as its own app or, you know, its own, yeah, its own app. So NES came out, you know, a year before the SNES and then SNES came out. That's its own app. But when Sega and N64 were, were released at the same time, you're kind of expecting them to be similar, but they are very different. Um, the S, the Sega app is very much just like the, the NES and the SNES. Like the controls are the same. You hold the R and L button down. Yeah. You got the rewind. And on you that. bring up the quick thingy and then, yeah, you can do the rewind feature. Like it's completely falls in line with, uh, with like the previous emulation. But the sixty four, it's its own thing. Like you have to hit the select button to bring up the, uh, yeah, because you can't hit, you can't hit L and R, right, right. So there and then no there's no rewind feature, right? Yeah. So it's just really strange. It's kind of like sort of we've kind of gotten used to what they've given us and how they can make it work, and then now they're like, oh shit, well here's Nintendo 64 that can't work exactly the same way. We're already seeing the limitations. So, like, people have been talking about GameCube since basically since the since the beginning Switch came yeah. out. Like, yeah, put GameCube on the Switch. Like, that's going to be its own fucking weird ass app. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to yeah. its own weird stuff going on. Well, you so could use. We're kind of seeing like how like I mean, you their could approach do... to emulation this generation is kind mm-hmm. of. Helter Skelter. I mean, you could do select on that too, because the GameCube didn't have a select button, also. So, yeah, there you go. That, that was continued the same way, where they just had the start and no select, which it came back later for like plus and minus and all that. But the GameCube did not have a select button, so you could do the same thing. But it had ZL. It had it had a Z ZR right. Well, it was just called Z, but it was like the one. It was up here, but not here. Mm-hmm. Right, it was on the right side. But if they do the Wii. Br- on this thing they could just use the regular Wii controllers i think i mean that's not that long ago uh rather than reissue i mean i imagine they would reissue controllers but they would need an ir say, since well they the thing i think a big thing about that though was they wanted to separate it from the wii because of the wii u being so confusing by being so similar and using the same controllers as the wii i think that was part of like why nobody bought it because they didn't really know what it was and I think they a big a great thing about the yeah. Switch was they wanted to completely separate it from that. So like, okay, we're not going to use any of the Wii remotes. We're not going to have any Wii stuff in here. We're just going to make it its own thing, you know. So, and you can kind of do pointer with the Switch, but they suck. Like you don't want to do that. The pointer control sucks. So it's like, yeah. And that and that was another thing like that's great about Wii U that it actually had Wii Virtual Console and it was the only thing that had that. But I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see any Wii stuff on this for sure. I just don't think it's going to work well. I don't either, unfortunately. And a Game Boy would happen first. 
yeah, if, if that, there was, remember if there that was, actually happens. So, they, so when they did the data mine, they determined that what? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the data mine. So each system had a number, right? And I think N sixty four was number three, and Genesis was number five, but there was no number four listed. Oh no, like I didn't. I, I didn't three to five. Oh, I didn't see anything about that. The data mine actually yep. it shows a list of games that are numbered. I don't see anything about the systems. They did say about the systems that the systems each had a number. Oh, 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 there it is. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it number says, four uh, is missing. Sixty four is three, and uh, and okay, NES is two. Sixty four is three, and Mega Drive slash Genesis is five. So everybody's like, "Where's four? So we're getting at least one more. And also, what I think is really cool is, is like, just I'm sure I'm looking at this picture right now. There's like six games before Doctor Mario, and they're in they're in alphabetical order. So I'm like, there's a good chance that maybe one or three of those are cruising USA or cruising the world, cruising Exotica, which is what I've been hoping for for a long time. But yeah, also, I forgot. Rush. But I forgot stuff like 1080 snowboarding that'll probably be in there. Banjo Kazooie will also be in that six. Maybe Banjo Tooie yeah. also, so it could be like 1080 Banjo Kazooie Banjo Tooie. That's three, and then the Cruisins for the other three. But that also kind of knocks out like Body Harvest and Battle Tanks and like all these other games that I wanted to be on there, you know. But there's a huge, there's a huge spot between Mario Tennis and Sin and Punishment. There's like 11 games in there that that aren't filled. So that could be San Francisco Rush, like you were saying. I don't know who owns that, but let's just, you know, let's just pretend that it could happen. Or what I was wanting is like, you know, the Goemon's Great Adventure or like Legends of the Mystical Ninja, like stuff like that. I want, I want those. Especially, I think Goldeneye might happen. Yeah, we, we were talking about, well, so. you yeah, know, and if you think about like, well, I guess if Diddy Kong Racing would come out, that would be in the six above Dr. Mario as well. So that would knock out my cruising but i i mean at least put like cruising the usa on there just give me one come on come on man <laughs> even though i can play i can play cruising usa on my wii u but i don't want to i want to play it on switch but yeah and there's like between mario kart 64 and mario tennis they think is like mario party even though i don't think they should release mario party one because it sucks two but two and three are great so even though uh we didn't mention that but mario party superstars is including tug of war in there for mario party one which i'm not happy about that i'm like i don't want to play that game and i don't want to play it the way it was played why. in mario party one it's like i want to just turn that can i just turn that game off just that one i'll play the 99 others i don't i don't need that one i just don't yeah i don't want to play any of the mario party one once but it's like uh yeah after super mario 64 it's like well start you know super super smash brothers wave race they think those are probably the two ones there there's a spot for majora's mask and and there's 38 there's 38 titles total on 64, but interesting on the Genesis side there's 52. That's a lot. That's like a lot more. I don't know. But we still haven't seen like Altered Beast. Sure. I mean, but that's just Altered Beast. Like... <laughs> we haven't seen Fantasy Star two and three. I guess if they want to go that route. Comic Zone. Comic Zone. And uh, something. Sonic Spinball. Sonic one and. Three, yeah, and Sonic and Knuckles. Another thing that I was thinking about, uh, because you know we kept comparing it to the Sonic, the Sonic Collection, the Sonic Classic Collection that's on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jeremy and I, we played, you know, we played Streets of Rage together online, and that was something that was really we could, cool. that was something we could never do with the Sega Classics Collection because 
if you played online, it was random. Remember, you you couldn't play with that was a friend. Just the stupidest thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big thing. And and yeah, Jeremy and I we played it, and I actually got farther than I've ever gotten on Streets of Rage. I mean, I, I didn't beat it, but I got farther than I ever got, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I had we had a good time doing that. That was a lot of good time. We played a you know, and we played um, Gunstar Heroes as well, which is another really good like a uh, co-op two-player game. But Streets of Rage, it's game. This game's great. It's just, it's just really fun to play online, you know. And it's so I I would say don't completely downplay on the Sega stuff. It is nice that you can finally play online with a friend with some with well some, like uh, i was saying i've been playing multiplayer Fantasy stuff for and that's been fun i mean it, it's not online and multiplayer but i, I played it's I, a great game i played a little bit of strider but strider looks really good like it's has mm-hmm. really big sprites and it looks really nice like the good like the graphics the on look, look really nice look it. really good and the animation's great for a genesis game so i was having fun kinda, with shinobi 3 kind of blew me away more. oh yeah shinobi 3 is really cool too where you're like on the, the horse and all that I remember there's a horse riding. I played a lot of that on a Wii as a as a virtual console game. It's hard, but it's it was fun. Ristar? It's kind of like a... That was another game I played a lot. I played on the Sonic Mega Collection because you could unlock it if you play like Sonic 30 times. It was really dumb. I had to like start it and quit and start it and quit mm. and start it and quit and start it and quit until I got Ristar eventually, but... Yeah, it's on there. Ristar is just basically like a really... It's kind of like a... I think I said it was like the star fee of... It's like the star fetus to Kirby, which is like, uh, yeah, which is like this to Sonic. Like, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Like, um, I got to the, I'm, I think I'm on the world four. I'm using save states, so I might eventually beat it, but it's, it's cool. I mean, they, they just use a lot of like stuff to make it look really flashy, but it's basically just a super basic platformer. It's kind of like, a, I mean, Rice Star sort of has the same face as Sonic, but on a star. Yeah, like it's it kind of has that same Sonic team, right? Same attitude, mm-hmm. but not same same attitude, but not fast. But if you look at like the front cover of Ristar, it looks like it's Sonic's face, like his his eyes and his smile stuck on a star. <laughs> you know, you're so you literally playing same... as a god in this game too, because the way the game starts is like, you know, the the world's in peril, so they pray to the stars, and then you're a star that's like sleeping, and you wake up, you're like, oh, I got to go do some stuff. So like you're you're playing as like a demigod, and that's Kirby. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a very and his Kirby power type is character. He can like stretch his arms out or something. Yeah, his powers aren't anything too great, except for when he like grabs these certain things that rotate him, and then he can fly, and then he becomes like this bouncing item that's indestructible. That kind of like follows like the you would think of billiards or whatever, kind of the ninety degree cool. angle bounces. So it's got a very Sonic feel in that regard, but yeah. He's just like a normal dude until he grabs these things that it spins really fast and then turns into this streaking star. And then he flies up into space and goes to another planet. Yeah, they said, uh, according to Wikipedia, it was like developed like around the same time as Sonic Ristar was. So it has a lot of kind of similarities. It was, it was when they were trying to figure out, trying to get a mascot to rival Mario. It came kind of from those ideas, those original ideas before Sonic came around was... I think they wanted like a bunny that had like stretchy ears or something like that. We did a Patreon episode all about Sonic, so I'm sure we mentioned that in there. But, but yeah, that's kind of Ristar was born at the same time, but later. But I mean, in the same DNA of, of that. Ristar is kind of like if a character like in a black morph suit, just completely featureless, had a big star attached to them. Like that's 
kind of how he works as a character and a lot of the enemies are kind of similar they're just like these like black things with like a shape attached to them like it's a it's a very strange like almost like a stage play kind of thing i don't know i don't know if they were going for that or if that's just the graphical style they chose but it's very interesting and I, I, as simplistic as it is, I've kind of found it fun to just play this mindless platformer a little bit. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about? Uh, I feel like we've covered most of the notes here. I mean, I, I know we that we have some stuff on here about the uh, the questions were answered about the Nintendo 64 controller, how it doesn't have rumble. And people are kind of pissed about that, about how the back is just kind of like they just like filled it in so you can't attach anything to it. Yeah, I don't the like controller. That like I know a lot of people are kind of pissed about that, but... Yeah, no, I wish they actually included rumble packs. Like, give a rumble pack to everybody, a detachable one. That's part of the N64 controller, as far as I'm concerned, and they just ignored that. That's unfortunate. I, I just kind of wish they would have went the same way as, like, the Mega Drive Mini, where you could, like, we could, like, build the power, the Tower of Power, but it didn't actually work. Like, why didn't they... They're already... They already have Sega on here. Why don't they just steal some of their ideas where... You know, let us let us attach things on the back of it like we used to, whether they actually work right. or not. You know, it's conspiracy theory time. They're okay. taking the guts from pro controllers that aren't selling and putting them into these N64, so they're just like <laughs> being recognized as pro controllers. And they're just remaps. Like it's not anything special other than that. And they're taking it's a different form factor. They're taking apart old balance boards and making them back into <laughs> 64 controllers. Since they made, since they used all those joysticks for that, they're reverse crafting it into uh, into 64 controllers again. <laughs> is what they're doing. The last thing I wanted to say about the 64 controller is that I do think that it increases the odds that we're going to get the N64 Classic because that was the thing that people kept saying was the prohibitive thing price wise for for Nintendo to make these controllers and so we'll never get an N64 classic because the controllers would be too expensive for them to make. Well the controllers are here and you could literally just use the same controllers, make it wireless, pair it to an N64 classic. Be a hundred bucks. I uh I I, I saw least. I saw that people were saying that it was difficult to to do the emulation in the ROM like in a small thing like that. Which sounds weird because mm. it's N64, but I don't know. It doesn't sound weird because it's already on the Switch. They're not emulating it right, apparently. So yeah, so I I, I saw Putting somebody on a classic is yeah. So somebody somebody saying that they wouldn't be able to do it in a classic form. I don't know. I personally don't care if there was. I mean, if there was a classic that came out, like maybe I might. Wanna, I would buy it. Might want to get it, I guess. But I have it on Switch, and I don't work at a bar anymore, so oh, I don't need it. I don't need to take it somewhere to have people play it or whatever. You know, like we can already do that. Like it's like I don't know. I feel like the classics are dead. Like really, I don't think I don't think they're doing them anymore. I think they'll bring the classics back as a classic. It'll be like classic classics. <laughs> ten years since getting it, progressively smaller. Ten year classic. Here you go. Ten years since the Super Nintendo Classic. Here's a SNES top loader classic. This classic. this one has two new games on it, and that's it. Just two games that you didn't have on another thing. All right, let's let's move on from that and just talk about a couple news things before we go. Oh, we should talk we should talk about the Stardew Valley thing for sure. The haunted chocolate. Yeah. The guy the guy who created Stardew Valley announced a new game called the uh Haunted just Chocolatier. Just called Haunted Chocolatier, but I will buy this day one. I don't care. 
what the reviews are, whatever. Like I'm buying this. Like Stardew Valley was so important to me, and it's on my top ten of the last decade easily um, of games I played. So I am gonna trust this developer to make a great game. And it kind of looks similar to Stardew in its presentation, so that helps. And it's and it's more uh, it's more action RPG than farming, so maybe yeah. I'll get into it because the problem with Stardew for me, I guess it was too similar to to Harvest Moon, and I had just I had just played a lot of Harvest Moon right before that, so I was kind of tired of that game mechanic. So maybe I'll be able to get into this one more. The mines in uh, Stardew, I kind of think it's leaning into that sort of thing. So, and I liked the mines. Like, I never got to the bottom of the second mine, but um, well, I don't think there is a bottom of the second mine. But uh, I never got to the bottom of that one. But I, I got to the, at least to the second one, and I had a good time with it. But mostly, I had a good time with the farming sim and the and trying to satisfy the social requirements and everything. So. It seems like that's kind of still in this. There's just less farming. Like the farming is replaced by making candy to sell at your shop. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm very interested. And a haunted chocolatier, come on. That sounds cool. Yeah, put put some ghosts in chocolate. I don't know. I, I think it looks cool. Let's talk about the uh, Grand Theft Auto stuff. Grand Theft Auto was finally revealed the price and release date. It was the thing that I was trying to think of last week when I kept trying to think of uh, what else was coming out on the week of the 12th. That was it, I guess, that I somehow knew the future. You know, because I was like, I don't know what that game is. But no, it was, uh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto is coming out, or is it the 11th? It's coming out on that Thursday, I think. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's some uh, question around whether the game is sold separately or not. I saw that you post that thing from the article, but I automatically went to the eShop after that. And it doesn't say on its own. All it says is this can't be purchased right now because it's not out. It says not available for purchase. It doesn't say right now. but It doesn't say on its own either. It just says not available for purchase, which it's not available for purchase because it's not out. So I'm I'm on the – I think that it's going to be released separately because why would they have them as three separate icons in the eShop? And it actually breaks it down to the amount of of, – memory that each game will take for you to install it on your system why would they show that if it wasn't able to be bought separately so i'm right now saying that i think it's that you can buy it separately because why would they separate it like that like you can show like which one is what and it says bundle also and it breaks it down to each game so i think that when it comes out you're going to be able to buy them individually but i thought it would be cool you know if if we didn't want to buy all three of them we could all buy one you know, and compare our notes like that week or something. I volunteered to get three if nobody wants to get it. The first one, <laughs> you know, because I know Jeremy, you didn't, you didn't want to play that one. I'd rather do Vice City or yeah, or San Andreas because I played three so much. Because yeah. I, w- I, w- I was gonna say I'm I, still over it. I either want to play three or San Andreas. I played way too much Vice City. I'm real ti- really tired of '80s nostalgia bullshit, so I have no desire <laughs> to go back to that. So. uh that's the one that so, I did yeah. most is Vice City. I'm just gonna get all three. Yeah, I'll do Vice so. City then. That but but I'm good. just saying if you know, I barely played Vice City. If you didn't want to, if you didn't want to buy all of them, we could each buy one. And compare notes because because that whole week is pretty is pretty loaded. And I was like, well, I might feel better about getting one than getting three of them because I'm not gonna, you know, if I want to like just play through them and go to the next one, I'll just buy one, you know, and then buy the other ones later. 
if they're all going to be like twenty dollars each. I don't know. That's an idea there. But it's a it, it's a whopping uh, twenty five gigs total for the whole thing. So that's. Some... I bet most of that is San Andreas. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I was looking at the different ones because one of them is fifteen gigs by itself, and I think Grand Theft Auto same. Three is like two gigs. So it's like. Uh, some of them are smaller. I think uh, it also uh, the Switch version is going to have uh, some exclusive stuff like like motion aiming and and such and such like that. So that's pretty cool. Did you guys? I mean, you guys watched the trailer, right? The fifty second trailer. I think I think it looks pretty cool. Like the upgrades, like it, they made it look a little bit more cartoony. It seemed like, but yep. I'm into that. You know, that's I like stylized, yeah. I like more stylized stuff than more realistic. And I really liked the way it looked actually, like because it kind of does like a little wipe yeah. thing and it shows you like how it was and how it looks now. And I, I like the new look. I think it looks cool. Yeah. It kind of looks the more, nice. looks more along the lines of like saints row and stuff like that, which I really like those games. So I'm more interested in getting it, even though it's coming out right next to Shin Megami Tensei five and Knights of the old Republic, which are two games that I really, really want to play again. But well, it's just amazing that's... that it took this long to get the 3d uh, grand theft auto games on a Nintendo console. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still, uh, it still blows my mind to see it on the eShop there. Because it, it's in the featured, like when you go to the eShop, it's in the featured stuff. So it's right up in your face. So it's like, hey, here they are. I would love to hear someday the, the reason why it took this long. I always thought it was because, uh, I don't know, because Nintendo systems weren't selling as well as PlayStation 2 was, right? But then the, but then I guess they eventually got released on on the Xbox stuff as well. But Yeah, you think like, I want to say point, like, it's like, we want to make a little bit more money. Like, I would have bought the that on the GameCube. I would have bought that on the Wii and, you know, I would have bought that. At some point, they're just looking for untapped, an untapped market because those games were so huge. Like, why, why did they never just come to a Nintendo console? I don't know. I think, I think there's some reason beyond just simply, oh, Wii games don't sell or whatever, mature console, m- mature games or whatever. There's some other reason. 20 years is a long time to not have a triple A multi-platform series. On well, they put... Nintendo. They put China Wars on the DS, and that was—I mean—that was pretty mature. Even before that, there was Grand Theft Auto on Game Boy Advance before Chinatown Wars. Mm. So, I mean, I felt that they did that because Game Boy Advance was—I mean, it was fairly popular. DS was too. I mean, it was still—it was still like a very highly selling system. Can you get Chinatown Wars on the Wii U, or maybe not? No, you can't. Okay. Yeah. No, you, you, I, I'm, it I'm pretty sure mobile. it was, it, it came to play, it came to PSP or Vita. Also, it came to the, whatever the PlayStation portable, one of them was, but uh, yeah, Chinatown Wars was fun. I played through it all the way to the end and it was enjoyable. And I actually once witnessed um, Grand Theft Auto make affecting people in a, in a bad way where I was on a shoot in, in college and I had my GTA game, my Game Boy Advance game with me and these kids that were in the movie, they wanted to play it and I let them play it. And then they started fighting with each other over who got to play next. And I'm like, oh, I see the uh, effect of GTA violence on children right here. And they were like ready to punch each other in the face over GTA, not anything else. It was uh, that was the one they got violent over. Then they played a couple of them, but that was the one where they were ready to fight. So I got to see the negative aspect. I mean, I've stolen eight kids. cars and I blame it all on GTA. <laughs> it was just like, oh, why, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry with each other? I'll get one of them at least, though. You know, I'll get Vice City because that's the one I played the least. I think. Did you play San Andreas? A little bit. Okay. Way back in the day. Because I, I didn't play that's the San one that I never really played at all. I don't think I played it at all. I don't think I played it whatsoever. Even though I might have played it a little bit, I don't know. I just don't remember any of it. I mean, I remember 
playing three because my roommate my weird roommate at columbia who's like a total psychopath he had it and i used to play it on his playstation 2 and uh i played gta 3 on there but then i played that a little bit but then vice city came out and that was all we played i had a less psychopathic roommate that had modded the original gta 3 i remember i remember all these like mods and stuff so yeah that's that's why i'm kind of sick of that game because that was just all that he did for a really long time and like it was cool seeing them do this stuff, but I got bored of the. You game. could put like Death Stars and stuff in there, right? And Tie Fighters mm-hmm. and all this other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I I remember. Um, I think one of the main reasons I want to play GTA Three again is is that GTA Three has the same soundtrack as uh, Scarface, and that soundtrack is awesome. So I just want to listen to Scarface soundtrack. So there you go. Is there anything else uh, you want to talk about? Uh, there's there's a Metroid Dread Tetris Ninety Nine coming up, so play that over the weekend there you go there's also a dread uh demo yeah there's a demo, demo yeah. out now too yeah you were saying that you wanted to play through it just to see what it's like i mean you should jeremy go for it try it out possibly i did re i did uh start a new file on hard mode recently and my counters are on point like i just i'm down with the counters now so i should maybe just play the ds or 3ds version actually i've seen this returns i've still been uh Hundred percenting the 3ds one, I've still been playing that. Just to just finding all the items, it's kind of one of those things I just pick it up every once in a while. It's, it's that's all I have on there, so I just open it and like find some more items when I can. I think I think we, we need should to mention that there's a Pikmin game out on mobile. Yeah, apparently. it was supposed to launch today. I had, but I didn't never see came it. out. I checked throughout the day. Yeah, it was supposed to launch on you know Apple and on Android, and I haven't seen it yet. I can do a quick check right now. What do you want to think? It's it's like Pokemon Go, right? Yeah, it's Pikmin Bloom. So essentially, it's like a uh, it encourages you to walk, and when you wherever you walk, the Pikmin will make flowers behind you. Let's see, is it available yet? And not yet, but you can check it out. There's a trailer out there that says it's available. It was supposed to launch today, and I don't see it on on here yet. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see anything about it, and I saw you posting stuff, and I was working, so I didn't really get to look into it, but. It'll never come out here, but I, I want uh, Dragon Quest Walk. It was a, uh, it was basically Pokemon Go, but Dragon Quest Go, but it's only in Japan. But apparently that was really cool. It's called Dragon Quest Walk, and the same sort of thing, like AR with like all the monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't walk around enough to play these games, so it doesn't really. It's not really. I understood like when Pokemon Go was popular, I was like, I understand people who commute, like in Chicago, probably really love it, but I don't commute. You know, so I, I don't go anywhere. There are so Pikmin so... out there right now in our world, and you're not enticed to leave your house <laughs> to go find the Pikmin. I am not. Yeah, I think it's a strategic release on their part. They're like, uh, we've been. Wa- they probably wanted to release this like two years ago, and they're like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, we can't. <laughs> so like, they're like, now we just got to do it. Let's bring out. Let's bring out Miyamoto and have him wear the shirt. And he'll talk about it. <laughs> I think one more thing we should mention is that this. Uh, week was the 10-year anniversary of Nintendo Directs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, let's end on let's end on talking about uh, the 10-year anniversary, which actually was last week, and we we what well, we were we were talking about another 10-year anniversary thing. But yeah, or another anniversary for another thing. But yeah, 10-year anniversary of Directs. Can you believe it? I watched I watched the original Direct with Reggie, with Reggie Fiza May, which not wasn't that long. It was like maybe like 15 minutes or something, and I was like. I was like, oh no, it's got to be like an hour. This must be the wrong thing. But I didn't understand. 
I didn't think that like, oh, this is the first direct. It's not an hour yet. It's not 45 minutes yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to see like, this is like, they talk about like updates to like Mario 3D Land on 3DS and like all this, like, <laughs> it's like, so it was like such a long time ago. Like what they're talking about, I was like, wow, this is like, this is the beginning, but it's like so far from like what the direct became. And now the directs are now everybody does directs, you know, like yeah, everybody does directs. Like PlayStation did a fucking direct today, right? Like State of Play yep. or whatever it was called. I didn't watch it, but but it, you know, everybody does it. Like we were like we were talking about like that one episode where we talked about the three D uh, the platform, like the three D platformer direct, where they just like brought some stuff together and just showed it as mm-hmm. a video, and you know, like a a bunch of companies do it on. It's just it's just become like. They set the standard, you know, that's the way to, you know, very Nintendo thing, right? To go and do this thing much different. And then everybody being like, well, we should do that too. And I always thought, I always thought that was them giving up because like the direct happened in the Wii U times. And I was like, oh, that means they're giving up because they're not, because I wasn't ready to understand like not doing the big presentation was on the Wii stage U anymore. Was it years ago? It was. No, I told you I watched it. It was 3DS. It was 3DS and Wii U stuff is what they showed. Wii U came out. But Wii U came out in 2012. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Wii U yet. Oh no! Wait, no. The original, the original one had 3DS and Skyward Sword, the first yep. Skyward Sword, the first the Wii one. So, which is kind of weird to see a direct of that too when we just played this, the Switch one. I was like, oh, okay, there's Skyward Sword. Reissue, yeah, yeah. So that was like a that was them talking about the fucking original release of Skyward Sword. They're basically the retronauts of their own shit. Yeah. So from what from what I remember from seeing it was stuff from 3D Land on 3DS and Skyward Sword. So it's like but but this was even well this direct was before when they got to the actual not doing the presentation in D3 was during the Wii U times and that's where I thought they were yep. giving up cuz they weren't doing the big presentation because maybe they, you know, whatever. But it's you know the direct has become this huge thing that we do fucking bingo cards about and you know, like people like predict constantly and there's all this like discourse online of people being like, oh, the direct will be out this month or because of these other years, it'll be now. And it, yeah. And when there's not one for and a there long was time, like, what, like it. 15 months between two directs, like, yeah. or at least it was a lot of months between like proper directs. What was uh, now there's like indie direct. There's like this game nope. direct, that game direct. There was the one like where a proper Team Nintendo direct. was on fire. They sent out that tweet, yeah. and everybody went wild. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that, yeah. The mini direct. Well, I mean, what was uh, just just talk about some of your favorite stuff from the directs, if you remember. What were your, what were your favorite the directs? puppets? The puppet one, I think, is by far the most memorable one. I love that puppet one, even though people hated Milton it. and the donuts. I I don't know. I just love that one. Pe- people hated the puppet one for whatever because it like was attached to like Star Fox Zero and Metroid Prime Federation Force but I loved it like I thought that I thought it was charming and like and funny and like just off the wall and yeah and of course the I think another one that's very memorable is the Smash Brothers one where uh, where Reggie Fizeme and Satoru Iwata like fought each other with like the hundred mm-hmm. hand slap like mm-hmm. Street Fighter like Oh yeah, that was insane. Like I remember, I watched that at Jess's house when she when she lived down the street. I watched it at her apartment, and it's probably one of the first directs we watched together. And I was like, "What is this?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, this has got to be Smash Brothers, right?" But they it was just shot so well, and they were just doing all these cool moves, and like the acting was great. And I don't know, it was fun. There was one bit I don't remember if this was 
from a direct, I think it was from a direct, but they were announcing the Smash Brothers Invitational for Wii U, and they got they actually got, got the uh, Mega sixty four to produce this one, and you could tell like their comedy style was all over it, where Reggie became a robot. And oh, I remember that one. Oh, the the Reginator yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Reginator. Yeah. yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, I think that was in a direct. I think it was a direct too. Yeah, I remember watch. I mean, I watched it, so I mean, I'm sure it was a the one one that I was thinking of was the one like the 3ds direct where like the where like the like Bowser like comes out of the screen like while they're trying to play it and that was oh yeah that, that was another one that I thought was pretty cool. There was another one that like nobody saw, but. The, uh, I feel like nobody watched it, but the Tomodachi Direct, like it was, I watched all of that one and I thought it was hilarious because it was all just like the main, the main Nintendo, like the, the main the Nintendo employees just like having funny skits with each other because Tomodachi is like that where there's like a dream of like Miyamoto trying to date Zelda, but like Reggie Fizeme is mad about it. Like it's, it's like, it's like so dumb, but hilarious at the same time. I don't look look it up on YouTube. It's it's hilarious. It's like it, it's very much like in the style of like Animal Crossing, but more like Mies. You know, Tamadachi was fun. I just remember Bill Trinidad and the Donuts, and maybe that was uh, well, well that Bill, was uh, Bill, Bill. <laughs> I just yeah. remember that part with Reggie being upset about him. Just saying, like I follow Bill, Bill on, <laughs> I follow Bill on uh, social media, and he's like super plugged into like popular like not popular music in in the sense but like up and coming bands like he's definitely kind of a music person so it's really interesting to see him be like i'm gonna i'm trying to see this band play here and it's like a band i've seen or whatever like caro caro or mannequin pussy or like just these different bands that i like that bill trennan also likes and i'm like hey you ate all the donuts (laughs) i still think about that when i see him (laughs) on social media like you ate all the donuts. Like you didn't save any for anybody. I thought you'd be cool. We like the same bands, but you ate all the donuts. Hey, he, yeah. he was possessed by a yokai. It wasn't his fault. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking when I was playing Star Fox, there's a you know there's different characters that you run into as you play the game, and I think like the worst way that I was playing, you run into Bill. Like he's like this dog named Bill, and whenever I see him, I'm like Bill, Bill. I just think about uh, <laughs> Red Reggie and the donuts and all that, and yeah, whatever. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Nintendo Direct, it was great, and uh, we have the Satoru Iwata to thank thank for that. I think he was really pushing on that. And... Oh, and the bananas, him holding the bananas, that was very yeah. memorable. What a weird little intro of like ten solid seconds of him just holding bananas. Well, they even did it. They even did it on the Muppet side, like they did where they were puppets. They did the banana. Where he, where he held the banana as, as a as a Satori water puppet, so they kept it going. They did like a callback with it, you know. So I mean, they even did a fucking direct like done by the robot chicken guys, you know, where where Reggie was like killing people who asked about Star Fox and and like Mother Three and stuff like that in the audience. It was, you know, they went places with these directs, and it was it was fun, and I'm glad that they were there. But I think that's I think that's good for this episode. Thanks everybody for listening to episode 294. Uh, Send us what you think about the show so we can play it on episode 200 or not 200. Uh, play it on episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> so we could play it on episode 300, which we're six episodes away from. It's like more than a month away. So send us what you think and we will play it on the show. And if you want to hear more us talk more, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast. We have extra episodes on there. 
just put up an episode about what we wanted from Nintendo Switch Online, and hopefully some of those will happen from now that we've seen the the uh, thing and all that. But daily chances not. But now, now that we saw the the data mine, hopefully we'll see that. But but yeah, and also you can find us at Nintendo at uh, YouTube.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. Uh, the video is up there of us doing our multiplayer stuff. I thought about trying to do a speed run of Super Mario 64 again soon, just because it's on there again. I got to beat it again, right? Even though it's a different thing, I got to beat it you again. You finally have Mario 64 on the Switch. Yeah, well, I can beat it again in another way, just because I love beating that game. So I'm going to have to do, maybe I'll do a speed run on Saturday or something like that and just try to do it in a couple hours again like i did on the other one check that out and yeah you can find us on twitter jeremy and i at nintendo underscore domain and at jmax stack and we've been your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jeremy kowski i'm john Edder. and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next week see ya.